2: we came, we saw, we kicked its ass! You're excited! Feel these nipples!
0: That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say!
1: This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X.
2: Sportos, motorheads, bloods wastoids, dweebies. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
0: All right, all right, all right.
3: How you doing, Tripp? Hello, everybody. It's not Mike Rutherford. I went to the successful Catholic high school in town. TJ Walker with Trevor Kelsey on the Mike Rutherford Show. Mike is out, feeling a little under the weather. We hope that he is feeling good and feeling better. Is this... We talk, I opened the show, Kentucky Roll Call, this morning on Big Exports Radio. Is this the worst Monday of the year for Williams? It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well,
1: even for... Well, I guess I don't know. I'm not one to talk because I don't actually drink or pardon anything. All I did was sit in my house all day Saturday and bet on Twin Spires, which... By the way, I probably should never have been, I've gotten addicted to now a little bit. Probably shouldn't have gotten that app, gotten on there, had fun with it. Yeah. I found myself betting on Japanese wrestling or Japanese uh, horse races at like one in the morning. Have you won anything? I went two out of four. Not bad. No, not especially for someone who, I don't know if you know this, Japanese like races, they have like 14 horses in every race. Huh. And it can't be accurate across the board. It was more often. I don't know if it was something to do with being derby Saturday. I can check to see what they got going on tonight, but it was just so many horses and so many races and all of them have not. there's like no, like, Oh, this one's got the best odds. Like they're all like somewhere between like 10 to hundred to one. And like, so the, there's money to be had is what you're telling. Exactly. I, I, I went on the favorites of my two, which also were the only two that I could like pronounce the names of the horses. So I just went with those because also with Twin Spires app, like you can go like, look at like records and like they rate the horses and in, in most all the tr- tr- tracks. Not over in Japan, they don't. They clearly know nothing about these Japanese horses. Which is why they probably got me convinced to bet on the one in the Derby.
3: The Courier did an article last week, and it was just, which Derby horse Derby winners are still alive and where do they live? I was shocked how many live outside of America. Really? I think Japan, probably the country with the most, and they may have had like two or three. But then there was one in like Turkey. There was one in like Argentina. They They were all over the place, and makes you wonder where rich strike's gonna end up is oh, he gonna retire to he gets the pick right that was unbelievable race i've never seen a better derby run in my life it was pretty similar or comparable to mind that bird in terms of oh we're watching these horses here they go oh it's gonna be exciting and then out of nowhere yeah. like the commentator even has to you can you can hear when he looks down as a sheet to be like what who the twenty one, I thought, you know, everybody's shocked by it, and was mine that bird the only was
1: the longest odds because they said he was the second longest shot. Was mine that bird? Mine bird wasn't over eighty to one, though, was he? no. This I, had to, the longest had to be back in like the fifties or something, I assume.
3: Then no, and I actually just was like reading or watching a stupid little horse racing documentary on saturday and they were talking about that but country house not too long ago and maximum security got scratched he was a really long shot was as he? well okay. but uh, yeah i'm not exactly i uh, so rich strike was second they said that's what they said during the derby
1: okay or after he went in because he went off as 80 to one which does this odds are his odds that high he isn't such lately late put into the derby
3: well, supposedly, people were surprised it even got down to 80 to 1. It would have been like 120 or something, or 90 or 190. I think they stop it at 99, but it would have been 99, but I guess there was some late money into it. Uh, unbelievable story. And then Roush, Nick Roush, who's my co host in the mornings. I'm sure if you're a UFL fan, you're all too familiar with Nick well, Roush. Roush is and a UofL unfortunately, fan. maybe, well, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, we had Reservative Determined. He's actually a Secret Louisville fan. See, I don't understand. You all can't have it. I know you all are just riling, and I'm a huge fan of riling, but you can't have it you can't have it both ways where you make fun of UK fans for wearing blue to a U of L game, but then when Roush supports his sweet dear wife and goes <laughs> to her you know, she's a U of L alum. Mother soon to be too exactly <laughs> very exciting. Congrats to the Roushes. hope she had a great Mother's Day. hope everybody had a great Mother's Day. It was a huge jam-packed weekend. How did how did Nancy how how was Miss Kelsey? Uh we were good. When one of my aunts had a little steak from Texas Roadhouse. Ooh so. So did
1: a little uh, Double Mother's Day With my Aunt Betty So had And Uncle Bill You know Uncle Bill From KRC Days He's uh, the big UK fan. I, I
3: do. He doesn't post as much since you've been off the show. No. <laughs> he was a Trevor Kelsey fan. He was not a Kentucky Roll Call fan. He was a Trevor Kelsey well, he, fan. He's at work before we, we even go. He
1: goes to work at like 5 in the morning. So, Ooh. yeah. Okay. And, but yeah, but had, enjoy. had a good time over you there. You didn't get those jeans, huh? No. <laughs> I did for Hey, I was with you for a little while. I gave it a go. Well, we're going to talk to Ernie. I did it during like the lowest point of Louisville sports as well, which could not have been... I mean, you, you well, has it gotten much better? <laughs> no, not really. No, yes, because the pain train is back, baby. It's all about optimism. Did you not know this? We're loaded. Well, we're since, loaded
3: since you left. UK basketball has kind of gone down the old pooper to some degree. I mean, two seed season was fun, but then you get upset and you lose St. Peter's, not nearly as fun. But yeah, well, we got a lot to we got a lot to talk about today. We've got to discuss the derby. Yep. Uh, we have to we'll maybe bring up some Mother's Day. This is a radio reunion between Trevor and I. In the four o'clock hour we'll talk with Ty Spalding exciting uh, excited about that to just hear what's going on with U of L recruiting, get his take. Him and I have developed somewhat of a social media friendship where we'll just kind of we'll relay stuff that we're hearing this that and the other and he, he is plugged in that's the first for you usually you got rivalries going on on social media it's funny once people get to know me they generally like me how about that <laughs> yeah it t- took me a few years
1: and, yeah, you got there <laughs> i got there you, you got there
3: yeah, i did even though you're a Red Sox fan. Well, I don't, we're not going to be talking MLB baseball. Uh, we could, just for this one brief weekend, talk college baseball. UK gets the series win against number one Tennessee. That was unbelievable. Liverpool gets a tie. They tied? They called They played play Wake Forest. They called
1: right? it 5 5 on Sunday in the 12th because of uh, travel curfew rules.
3: Uh, Did they do like the runner on second sort of thing? I don't know how. I didn't even notice it until like... Should like, have played the bat game where you do like the hands and then the hands and then you got to do gonna, like the fingers and you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Everybody's played the bat I mean, game. If that didn't work, maybe just bring out a deck of cards and play just play high card right off the
3: McDonald versus the Wake Forest manager at home plate.
0: I'm not sure the Mike Radio
3: <laughs> Mike Rutherford radio show audience will get the reference, but how long do you think it would take Scooter Dingus to play the bat game?
1: <laughs>
0: probably a couple hours a couple to get his hands yeah. to keep
3: yeah <laughs> we had
1: to bring out one of the miniature bats from, from slugger field <laughs> how funny was that picture
3: from the track last best weekend? picture i've ever seen uh, oh my goodness gracious he, he looks just like a toddler and, I mean, the, and the funny thing is is when i was trying to put it on the facebook page we took a picture of scooter dingus a lot of people haven't seen him he is not a tall fella and he's next to nick roush who is a huge fella taller than me, and then yeah. i'm just Pretty normal, all things considered, pretty much in every category. Yeah, you're, uh, incredibly, you, you incredibly, incredibly average. Foot? Yeah, I'm six foot on the dot, yeah. and uh, maybe a little, a little doughier than I'd care to admit, yeah. but pretty average for the most part. But yeah, we had Scoots looking like he was our child sitting on the rail, <laughs> like we were holding He's him still, with Churchill Downs in the background. He, he still wasn't taller than you sitting on the rail, by the way. That was the bad part,
1: but he was still, he was still above him, and <laughs> just the
3: space between his legs and the ground is—I mean, there's feet. You could, you could stick a small toddler between how much room is. Uh, is there, he's a great guy. We got a good group at Big Exports Radio, and as you all most likely have been listening, if you're of L fans, since the Mike Rutherford show has started, uh, August, right? You all aren't too far away from the year anniversary. Yeah, it's a I man years. Isn't that wild? By. I mean, it's crazy. He said something about this the other day. He was like, we've been uh, almost a year, and I'm like,
1: no way. Yeah, it was August. Um, it was mid-August when we went on, so yeah, we are just, man, I don't know where this year's flown by. I mean, the whole football season, the whole <laughs> basketball season. I guess the basketball season was one to really want to forget. So maybe that's helped fly by a little bit. And then we had the whole bring Brom home stuff. And then, and then now yeah. we've got Kenny. brought. We brought Kenny home. One Kenny left. One Kenny returned. It's been, it's been a crazy ride. Kenny Klein
3: saw him a lot on the backside last Did week you? when we were doing the, the radio show out there. Oh, yeah. And. Mike, everybody that's listened to the show just once, a big Kenny Klein fan, he, he is so popular that everybody goes and stops and talks with him or has something to say to him or just even waves from afar. But uh, we are going to talk Derby. If anybody won any big money, let us know. If anybody has any good Derby stories, let us know. I will uh, tell you this. Do you know who did win on uh, Rich Strike?
1: No, Who? Our our former associate, Mister DJ Yates. Really, he texted me his um, word of the day: Rich <laughs> Strike, <laughs> Rich and Strike. Uh, he texted me on, on Saturday night, and um, his uh, his wife Brittany, her father's name is Rich. Uh, he unfortunately passed about six months ago. Oh. So just, just so as a last minute, he said just to honor him. They're well, like that's sweet. They're going to put five dollars across the board on Rich Strike, and Papa came through, and they got they got paid. That's awesome. That is. You want to say the dollar amount? I don't know. How, I don't. I, he didn't say. Okay. I didn't ask him. But I mean, because Lance
3: McGarvey, who does the PA for L Athletics now, and was uh, originally did it for Louisville City, still does it for Louisville City, he had a hundred dollar win ticket. Ooh, on like just on. Uh, I now, think just shy of like ten thousand bucks.
1: I mean, they—they. They, I don't think they'd have won that much at five. But yeah, I mean, yeah, five would have been half of that. They'd across the board. So that's about. And then they also got them on place and show
3: as well. Five dollars?
1: Yeah, they did five across the board. He said. Well, five wouldn't be as much as a hundred
3: dollars. Oh,
1: you said a hundred? I was thinking ten for some reason. No, hundred. Add, add, add the extra zero math to skills, it.
3: My mask. I'm a little disappointed in myself, but I also <laughs> am a TVG user. Were you up to date with the TVG fiasco?
1: No, I was on. I used the Twin Spires app, and then I just watched. I mean, I watched it on NBC pretty much.
3: Man, I had a buddy who was like, I'm between Twin Spires and TVG. And I was like, TVG's never done me wrong. And sure enough, TVG crashes right, well, like an hour and a half before the Derby. And I was at a party, so I was able to like try to go get on the Wi Fi and try. I was just constantly trying to update my phone to get on to place my Derby bets. But if you're at the track, I bet you were just like, well. Well, you're at the track, I guess, theoretically you could walk up to, not theoretically, you could definitely just walk up to a betting window. But if you're in a crowded place where you didn't have service and TVG wasn't working for you, you were just, you were hosed. Yeah no yeah no you weren't going to be able to bet the Derby that there was a couple times where Rivals on National Signing Day when I would work for Rivals would crash and there I had like a year where I'd cover UK football recruiting this was in UK football recruiting was beating out the likes of Miami Ohio and like Toledo for recruits and um, so it was actually kind of an easy job all those kids were super excited to talk to a reporter from Kentucky Uh, not the same for UK basketball recruiting as you all. Would most likely probably imagine, but it it was a situation where you you didn't want—how do I say this, Trevor, Uh, without being too rude— I best just move on from it. Well, no, you know what? You can be, you can no, be rude I best to, just Move on. Uh, to are it. you going to be mean to us? No, not mean to you all. No. Oh, okay, then no. go ahead. Be mean. No, no, be rude. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Move, move on from it. Uh, I have a uncle, actually, similar to Yates, but certainly different, who has on like a thirty-eight or thirty-nine year And if you listen to KRC this morning, you already heard this, but who's on like a thirty-eight or thirty-nine year Derby drought? Hasn't picked a winner in that long. I mean, I probably am on a similar
1: journey. I think Sunday Silence was my last winner. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, that was 89.
3: Yeah, that's. <laughs> that. that's just, so you're right up there with them.
1: No, I had Little T. I remember, and that okay. was in 92.
3: I had Barbaro, and I've had, I think, maybe one more since then, but I, I don't often pick them at Epicenter, so I was close this year, but I didn't have them. But, anyways, my Uncle Shriek is now, you know, it's 39 or 40, whatever the official number is. The interesting part. His name is Uncle Rich. And he didn't go rich. He didn't go rich. No, I texted oh, him after the I mean, Derby. I was like, Well, this has to be the end of your drought. And he was like, No, I didn't bet it. Is he a multiple horse better though? No, I think like well, I'm sure he, for his exotics and whatnot, he'll bet well you- all these other different bets, but each year he'll say, Hey, this is every year you gotta pick who your derby pick horse the war, winner is. Yeah. yeah. And you may bet other stuff and you may win money on it, but you gotta say, Hey, here's the horse who I think is gonna win. And uh, this year it was Rich Strike. I didn't, don't think I know anybody personally that won big, big on them. But I had who? Who was your one horse? I guess my, Yates. I know now. Well, yeah, but mine was Cyberknife, but I believe it came in second
1: to last
3: at Epi- Epicenter, <laughs> and I switched back and forth a thousand times over. But I, 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 um, I was on Modanigo for a little bit, but Epicenter was my final pick. Ends up coming short. Unbelievable run. It does make you wonder if we had that drone footage for like every horse race, maybe it wouldn't have been such like an amazing feat. Mm-hmm. Just to have the bird's eye view and see him dodging and weaving and was, going. Dude. Oh yeah, and you see the horse after the race. Well, frisky. Well, can you blame him?
1: I mean, he's going to be really frisky again in the next few years. I mean, if I if I'm the owners, sure. by the way, do you even put him in the other Triple Crown races? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but what if he comes in like dead last in the next one? I mean, does that does that not hurt his stud fees? It's just that it was like his one. I mean, that's the one that's the I rookie mean, of the year. He's he he's done. He's back to normal. He's like Costanza. He's like dropped the joke and now he's out. He's walking out. The, I mean, because I mean, you're right now. I mean, the three million you get from winning the Derby is like chump change to what you're going to get like selling him off as a pimp. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're going to be coming after him now.
3: Yeah, we talked about it this morning. It did Will he be the favorite? I think some lines have already come out. I think he's actually a third or fourth favorite for the Preakness, assuming he will run, which I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. But the story's pretty unbelievable. Well, One horse that, as of when we did our last show on Thursday— it wasn't even in the field, so you can't predict when we went off the air and we picked our final derby horses, you couldn't pick the one that won because it wasn't even in the field at that point. Secondly, did you you all did a show on Friday? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Who does, who does a show from 3 to 6 on Oaks Day on Friday? We do. We're troopers, man. Who throws the shoe? We, we, <laughs> clear reference.
1: We spent most of the time watching racing on the TV while Rutherford made bets on his phone. Uh, and I think I did a couple play. I did a couple uh, calls of some races, which you know did or did not turn out well, depending on your opinion of horse racing or play by play call. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean it was it was a fun show, I guess. I mean, so it was okay. I had this argument with somebody on Sunday. Like I I, I could swear yes, the Rich Strike was not input in putting the Derby until Friday, literally the day before the Derby. Correct? Correct.
3: I'm I'm okay, fairly certain of that. That's what
1: I thought because. And then he was. My uncle was like, no, 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 no. They they scratched the horse. He went in the week before, the Friday be- week before. And I said,
3: no, it definitely no. wasn't. I mean, they drew for the post positions on Monday. And, and he, he was, yeah. Correct.
1: And I was like, no, they scratched the second horse on Friday It may morning. have been
3: Thursday, but I'm pretty sure it was Friday. And because he, the he replaced the second
1: scratch. There was a scratch before the post position, and I guess that was a different horse to got Oh, now in. you're talking French to me. I didn't know that. I
3: thought it was just one one out, one in. I thought there was two scratches. Like I
1: remember looking on the on the program. On TV on, on on Twin Spire's like little chart, it had two scratches. And so, then, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, Rich Strike. Because here's what bugs me: on Monday when we did the show at a blind squirrel, and I picked my horse by name, I would have maybe Rich Strike's a name that, that that tickles my fancy. Like that's a cool name.
3: Like I, I mean, now the Cyberknife's a cool name too. And 21's did, one of my lucky numbers. Uh, yeah. And how often do you get a bet on a horse that has the 21 silks? Hardly never, never,
1: not, not, in re- especially in recently, probably since I used to do the field back in the day. Uh, I, unfortunately, I know this one goes out to Roush. I got caught up in the whole Brad Cox sweep and I had to go cyber knife because that's, that's a Brad Cox horse. But I mean, come on Roush, dude. I was betting Brad Cox like all day. It, no, it, the only one it came up with was the last race, which no one cares about. Like when the spotlight's gone. And that one won, but it was also like a three to two favorite, so I didn't win much anyway. Yeah.
3: So, well that's the thing is <laughs> don't, you, get, you, you crap don't crap get good morning. value on Brad Cox horses for the most part anymore because everybody at Churchill Downs wants to bet Brad Cox now. <sighs>
1: come on can we, can we lay off <laughs> almost i gotta watch my language sometimes when i'm talking about brad uh my word of phrase oh i see where you're heading. <laughs> yeah. doesn't take a genius to get that one does it no 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 i'm sorry i'm just not like getting it in trouble when i made the, the no one loves brad Like on the backside, like Roush. Oh boy, that was the statement I said without thinking, thinking it through. One day on here, and still amazed. Was was, Rutherford happy with you? (laughs) Rutherford just laughed and goes, "Well, it's good working with you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good knowing you. Keep in touch." (laughs) So the the race is ran. It's great. The jockey Roush was telling me was like. Jockeying races at Belterra earlier this week, or something like that. Like, really? he, yeah, he, like he couldn't get any big races at Churchill, or and then the trainer, uh, just a few years back, had lost several. I, I think what we, I think like twenty three horses in a barn fire. They didn't and, mention that yeah. And debated just like retiring and being like, well, I'm financially, this is gonna be tough to come back from. Other trainers across the horse racing world helped them out and supported them and gave them money or resources, whatever they needed, and. You just add all that up, a horse that wasn't supposed to be there, a jockey who really wasn't supposed to be there, and a trainer who nearly, nearly retired on a $30,000 horse. Roush was saying, <laughs> you know, his family has bought horses before. Roush plays Mr. South End, but he's really fancy schmancy. He's, oh, yeah. he's got a lake uh, empire. Oh, I saw that he's got a he horsing empire. He's yeah. got everything set up perfectly for him. And he's like, our family has bought horses for more than rich strike that could have been us we we could have bought a horse for that price it is nuts i mean you've added all together and it's one of the biggest upsets i think in sports
1: if you're if you're churchill downs could you have asked for anything i mean if you want to be the conspiracy theory guy and be like oh, this was a setup cuz could churchill downs in horse racing ask for anything better to happen in this derby because the all day you have you know no obviously you have the, the 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 greatness of the return to derby because you know the last two years being what they were And in the other half of the day, they're they're not letting you forget, at least in the national broadcast, God love you, Mike Tirico, that Bob Bapper's not here and why Bob Bapper's not here and and the cheating and the the, the what's-his-name-the-horse-laster... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Marina, M- Medina. Um, Medina Spirit? Yeah. Is that the one that, that won but got uh, disqualified?
3: I don't remember. It, it, the Whatever. maximum security was the one the that horse got died, yeah. overruled like three years ago. No. And last year, you know, the horse, so they kept bringing up. So it was nothing but
1: like a cloud, despite, you know, the being a sunny oh, yeah, day. Medina
3: Spirit did die. People forget that. There
1: was the cloud, you know, over this, and they keep talking about it. And then on top of you, you get the great ending. And, and an ending that, like, you even, the way you described it, sounds like it's going to be the tagline on the movie poster in five years when I mean, they do a movie about this horse, which they could. They'd probably screw it up by giving it to Jerry Bruckheimer or something. But, you know, they, th- I mean, it was a great ending. I mean, you had, just like you said, out of nowhere, come not even in the race for more than 24 hours, you know, 80 to 1, longest shot, second longest shot ever, whatever. And just boom, like two horses of favor. Here they're going back to back. What the hell is that? Who's coming up from behind? It's an eighty to one shot. Boom! I mean, that's you couldn't ask for it. a trainer who wanted to give up after a tragedy, a, a jockey who was, you know, wasn't supposed to be there. It's like it's like our trainer's too old, our jockey's too big, and our horse is too small. It's the Steepuskin, it. yeah, written all over again. <laughs> they bring Chris Cooper, and I'll be happy because I like him as an actor.
3: And that was, I guess, the only bad thing about – well, the bad thing and the great thing about it was just before he even knew what the hell was going on, the race was over. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Rich strikes, just eating anybody in sight, horses, <laughs> humans alike, just trying to mount anything. He was hungry. I mean, I mean, really? You had an app- ran that
1: much? You'd been a little hungry, <laughs> had too. A, had
3: an appetite. All right, let's talk some things about – well, maybe we go to a break and then we can – things about the Derby and this weekend – not centered around horse racing. Jack Harlow was there. I know you're a huge Jack Harlow fan. Dream and Drake did you you
1: watched you weren't there, right? I was not there. I was out of park. Okay, I lo- you got to love Dr- them trying to like wrap up Drake and Harlow and Drake's admittingly saying he's drunk and be like, "No. We're not going to commercials. What do you got better than us right now?"
3: I didn't I didn't see Maybe that. Maybe my favorite no.
1: Drake moment ever.
3: Well, supposedly he was throwing up some L's, Trevor. Okay. Is Drake back in Trevor's good graces? Find out when we return. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey will be back after this.
0: Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited because we understood. There's one
3: Welcome back to Mike Rutherford Show. You miss my music, don't
1: you? Some days. <laughs> how, how is Scooch doing with the, with the DJ? And is is he is he still not you know reaching the the levels of, of my greatness? And it's no short joke, fun, I promise.
3: The thing you the thing about Scoot's music is he's not somebody you can tell he doesn't listen to a lot of music. He's going like all your top forty, isn't he? Like, it is he, very much like radio hits, and honestly, yeah. you can tell. When I think now he says he listens to like Pandora or Spotify when he's driving around. So he and Scoots is our radio producer. I'm TJ Walker. That is the Mike Rutherford show producer, Trevor Kelsey. You all are familiar with him. You're probably not as familiar with me. Mike Rutherford out today. Feel a little under the weather. We're hoping he feels better and should be back tomorrow, or at least that's the plan. Don't hold me. To that, but—so uh, you, you got us today to recap your derby, to get your Monday closed out. The hardest Monday of the year for Louisvilleians if you ask me. But Scoots is, is our producer in the morning, and he—Rutherford's talked about him enough. Rutherford. You can tell, like, honestly, when he stopped listening to music. It's like 2016 and radio— from like 20 2004 to 2016 all the biggest hits on radio is what Scoots is going to play. Well that's that's completely opposite of me cuz I stopped listening to radio. It play. really is. It's I mean, different. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But some days you'll play just like the heavy metal stuff that I can't do. Yeah, you don't. That's the only music that I absolutely despise. And then You're know, not the big 80s 80s hair band either really. Well,
0: yeah.
3: there's good songs in that. I would say that the odds are I probably wouldn't like it, but the classics, the best of the best for those, I'm all for. And then one thing that you you get more and more into that I can at least understand, and some of it does sound good, but it's just not for me, K-pop. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and you liking K-pop wow, is a huge man. surprise. That <laughs> one of the bigger upsets in in knowing you history. That was
1: the classic KRC day too when I played K-pop and you we were and Drouch, just like, "What the just, hell like, what the, is this?" I think they I, think I got the only worst the only worst reaction I got was when I went, it went uh, uh, smooth jazz day and you all just booed me off. To, like, like, you I couldn't even finish the the, the the whole day of smooth jazz. Like by the third segment, you were like, "No." We're no, like, I like smooth jazz. We, we all were going for the Miles Davis day. I remember you all made fun of me for some, but the K-pop, I mean, I don't love K-pop. I just like a few of the, like the, uh, there's a few songs that, that, that I do find catchy, like, uh, mostly by the Blackpink band. I think it's the only group I can even name, to be honest with you, in K-pop.
3: Oh well, weren't you playing a K-pop song the other day? It was probably Blackpink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was probably Whistle, which is the one I used to get. Gosh, my head. one time you were like going through the history of K-pop music or talking about different <laughs> like Japanese bands or something. And I mean, you actually, could tell Mike was just like, "Oh, anything else? Just <laughs> finish Japanese so we can move. Yeah, just go, go, go to the go to the next one." One texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Amazing to hear TJ's voice. Haven't heard it since we were lock- locker buddies all four years in high school. Great fill-in. I don't know exactly who this person is, unfortunately. <laughs> you don't know who your
1: locker buddy was. Well,
3: we—I it was all like alphabetical for the most part. Just so, Thomas? Nah, no, no, <laughs> I was probably shoving that dork into lockers. He was two years younger than me. I've got an idea. I've got a pretty good guess of of who this locker buddy is. But you'd have a couple of different locker buddies. But yeah, there were a few that just every year was right next to you. What's
1: but, a lo- Is that just what a locker buddy is? is this the person at the locker next to you?
3: In the general vicinity, usually. I like, couldn't even tell you who—I I don't remember anything about my lockers. Lockers were a big deal at St. X because you only had four minutes in between classes, uh, and yeah. if you were late, automatic jug unless you just had a cool teacher. And, you had, and the you, jugs were the detentions, which mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about a million but times. Which you've never gotten. No big deal. No, but you were, Not sure uh, if I've mentioned that you, or not. You
1: in perfect attendance and zero jugs in four years, Correct. Correct. correct.
3: I mean, that's impressive. Thanks. It's uh, anybody I meet, first thing I bring up to them. Seriously, set that ball those, high for Little Lucy in the next generation. The, those two, <laughs> exactly. The, those two things. But uh, locker buddy, glad that you're a Mike Rutherford show regular, <laughs> and happy that you're not totally disappointed like, hearing a UK guy talk. Should it radio. be like locker neighbor? Like buddy makes me think you're sharing a locker with them. These these lockers too. St. X's, they were like about remember. less than a foot wide. I mean, really, I'm looking at my shoe here. Yeah, about less than a <laughs> foot wide. You could like barely fit your backpack in it, and then you put your books in the cubby above it. Yeah. But they were like separate compartments. You couldn't get to. It's not like you could go in one locker and then get up to the cubby. It'd be like ahead of you or above you. Okay. So sometimes you get some shorter folks that would have the up top cubby, and they wouldn't be able to like get their books and stuff.
1: Also, oh, lo- so it was like there were two. So you had a locker above you and a locker below. Correct. I got you. Okay. I've seen that like
3: movies before.
1: Yes. Wagner was not like that. It was just like one long locker. And then of course you had the upper part, you know, I'm
3: sure this is pretty standard locks, but like, did you have to do like the twist, right? Then go counterclockwise all the way back. And then you go clockwise. to so your third number, I guess I, I mean, had, like PTSD of doing <laughs> locker stuff at Xanax. It, it was so over the were, top. Were your locks scary. already like built on or did yes. you?
1: Okay. So we had to get to, you got issued your lock for your locker.
3: PE, we had locks, but they had built in locks on okay. the actual lockers. And Seriously, every time you'd go to your locker, you had four. It felt like a James Bond movie. You know, the clock was ticking. You know, a jug was hanging <laughs> <Or> in the <laughs> balance. You better not mess up on your locker combination. And then the longer you'd go, like the more pressure would be on you. That's why a bunch of kids would just carry all their books yep. and you know look like look like dorks, unfortunately. But you had to do what you had to do. You wanted you didn't want to have to go to your locker if you didn't have to. See, I I, I went the th- I took option three. I just cut class smart <laughs> i
1: just went to hardy's or went to bill jay and watched a movie <laughs> well hey panned out for me i'm doing radio with you now <laughs> well we got a lot to get to uh
3: one thing that i stumbled in coming into the show today this is my first time at this new studio we do our show in in southern indiana the og studio this one is nicer to put it lightly. Well, you
0: don't
1: have all the decorations here, though, that you... Yeah, well, how, mean, how can I do radio without having do, a picture of
3: you, my face in every other corner? You that, or you have Hannah looking over you, too, and Yeah, quick, and we need to get some fatheads in Someone had year. a
1: Dick by a tail at some point, I don't remember where that yeah, came Yeah, and they around. carved out the eyes. Yeah, which was really creepy. It was yeah. really creepy. <laughs> uh, we do have a... I don't know if you can see it over there where the fan is. There's a... It uh, should be a Joker, Phillip, and uh, Charlie Strong autograph picture over there.
3: I do. There's some paper towels covering it up, but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I
1: see that. So we we aren't completely uh, lacking memorabilia in here. Well, there, there were some
3: show notes. Eventually, Little Howard will be coming this way as well. Can you fill me in on, I think on the first one, you could definitely fill me in on. It says, Arby's, and this is from Mike Rutherford, so I guess this was from Friday. You were in studio on Friday, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Arby's Day 13. Did you all talk about that on Friday? Ooh, yeah, but be, only
1: because the streak ended on Friday. That he he finds it amusing that and you know this because you've known me longer than Mike has even though we know it's amazing how long the breath of show has been going on already time flies when you're having fun but you know I can be a creature of habit like if I get hooked on something I will go I will like sure. i will I will eat it for dinner or lunch or whatever for days in a row and he found it amusing that apparently I got hooked I got an Arby's kick which is not uncommon. We you know we've talked about on KRC and back in the past where you know they loved me at Arby's when, when they closed the Arby's by Ballard I mean I mourned it that was my Arby's that was my go to like I I was slightly depressed I missed like three days of work
3: and I started going to another Arby's so much he was fun. in a bad spot when I they was. took that Arby's off Brownsboro it rug. was it was hard they're they're, do, they're uh, I'm sure you probably never drive by there anymore you had no reason to but they're they're I think building a bank just what this town needs another bank yeah. Course,
1: so they're man. building a bank there. That's coming along nicely. Right next to the two other banks that are right, right by it. Well, there's
3: there's a, there's a chase, banks or liquor store. There's a
1: chase five feet away from that plot. What do you think? There's life? more of in this <laughs> yeah.
3: town. Well, the, the you thing need money is, or booze. My, boy, do I have the city for you. My,
1: that became the Bowd Arby's became Arby's when they closed the Linden Arby's, not far from over uh, by where Champs is. I remember how you remember that being Arby's for a long time. Rest in peace and that's to not, the
3: Linden Sonic. And that, that thing that, that, that I, I wish it was still there. <laughs>
1: You remember that? Oh, yeah. It's a, isn't it a sushi place now? Yeah, it's a really popular sushi yeah. place. It, I wish it people was still love open
3: because I like Sonic,
1: and the only one is by Tinseltown. Mm-hmm. And that place is, I mean, you talk
3: slow. <laughs> like, I mean. you know a thing or two about slow.
1: Let's just say this. If they have more than two cars in line, I'm just tapping out. Yeah. I'm not even going to buy. It's one of those places where, like, if I get to it and I'm even the one pulling up the window and I see two cars still waiting, I want to make sure I at least have a half pack of cigarettes on me. And maybe something else. Because I'm like, I'm going to be here for a minute. Like, I know I'm going to be parked. And what's sad is all I want is a freaking cherry limeade and tater tot with cheese. It's
3: all I want. I don't want a lot of stuff. It's very simple. I'm a simple man. All right, one texter saying the Arby's on Brownsboro is going to be a first watch. Don't they have? What's that? It's a breakfast. It's like a fancy breakfast place. Oh, okay. Now that they say that, that may ring a bell for me. But there, there's another breakfast place right over there there's like two breakfast places well, right over places, there though, it's a man it's a plaza i mean there's it's a kroger yeah but and- how many breakfast places do you need in one little area of east louisville yeah, how many breakfast places do you need in general i mean i don't who gets up for breakfast see the waffle house coming to linden probably the best thing linden's done in a long time yeah that place bringing is- back joe's older than dirt was a good move and that
1: waffle house is nice because it's never really busy either
3: shockingly you're right but i mean let's I, knock
1: on wood with I, that we I, don't need things to go around changing even though i did go there at we once. need that sweet spot so it doesn't close but it's also not
3: too crowded for us
1: i stopped in there the one last time i stopped in there was around midnight and there was only two people working and they apparently had a limited menu and unfortunately what didn't make the cut was omelet and i'm like with well, that how is this does the lady behind the register because, well if it's not on the list i don't know how to make it i'm like I know how to make it. Can I make it? And can, I just you had, go, can I go back there? And, yeah, because you had you had like omelet. Um, you had an egg ball, which is basically an omelet in a bowl. Like, can you just make that and put it on a plate? It's like, well, we can put it in a bowl. Can you just make scrambled <laughs> eggs and sausage and just put it somewhere in combination? Mix it together. Between yeah. It. yeah, I mean, it's gonna. That's all I'm asking for. And long story short, I didn't get an omelet. I got a, I got a, I got a steak egg ball
3: <laughs> with
0: ham and the next best thing. They <laughs> yeah. say at Waffle House.
3: Another texter on the Thornton's text line. Remember to pop by Thornton's to close your Monday. Go get yourself a nice slushy. You earned it. It's been again hardest Monday of the year for Louisvilleians. Get yourself a sweet treat, some delicious food. There's a Thornton's on every corner, literally. Do you ever go to that Thordens in between all breaks time. and like grab like a, a little bite? Wow. I kind of forget three hours. it's different than two. It's yeah, about an I mean. hour longer. A lot of people
1: say. <laughs> wow, man! I'm that was talking about not a waste of money on that next education Thank there. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't miss the day. Uh, I do stop by there on, on when I leave here, pretty much all the time. I thought about
3: coming in a little earlier today and popping in there and getting some food because that three hours you like to have a little snack during. It. Well, we got actually a nice kitchen here though. Oh, so it's not just go steal out of Douglas the fridge in Southern Indiana. <laughs> well, Who's got lives in the conference room? Yeah, exactly, refrigerator roulette. <laughs> That's what we call it in Southern Indiana. That's,
1: uh, the, that kitchen is stacked with stuff, though. I was over there last time. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. The, the, what, the what Southern Indiana one? Yeah, he's got all kinds of things in there. It's just somebody. I like that you would go check. Oh, yeah. I was like, see what we got. <laughs> just going in on. case, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's got something good in here. <laughs> I mean, it's this. You know, you, you're playing Russian. Like you said, you're playing Russian roulette with putting your food. in there. This is a so community fridge
3: <laughs> another uh, uh let's get back to these notes that were left over here we got the one so arby's, arby's day 13 Arby's
1: streak ended at 14 and the K, okay. uh, chick-fil-a streak started on friday but i didn't go chick Fil A today so i guess that that ended as well well the is like not today. over though true but i think they the rules go by what i bring Well in you could have gone
3: a chick-fil-a yesterday i couldn't have so the streak had to have been yesterday weekend doesn't count though because there's no show that's true it's there all, would have been no show today
1: yeah, and then I could have gone anywhere I wanted. That's sure. I ended That's... up going to McDonald's getting a drink. I didn't get food today. Okay.
3: Good stuff. We'll keep Just... us up keep us updated. <laughs> the second thing on here says KRC slam. Did you all slam us? I think that was because you slammed us. We would never. I mean We would never. We're all we're we're team big X. Here. No, I hear Scoots over throwing little jabs every now and then. You throw the the <clears throat> producer pettiness needs to come to a close
1: i mean and i know you and i know roush likes it i mean roush does it because he's a closet louisville fan and he just wants to you know like he just does to throw jabs just to, to be smart Alec. But, but you like, and you like you'll text me during this show sometimes and i'm sure you're you're throwing some jokes I you like to play our audio and make fun of us if we call something incorrect like over the like another show in this. What show, audio yeah. was that that we played from you all? Probably something with picking Louisville. I would think. No, I know you. It, did, I know you did it when I when I when I guaranteed Louisville winning in football. Oh
3: yeah, well, of course we did. Yeah, that. you probably still play that, which one, we I may think. have to talk about a little bit later yeah, on the show at know, some point I today.
1: Know, that's, uh, we don't talk about that anymore. That was a long time ago. And then the last thing mm-hmm. on
3: here just says Scooter Dingus. <laughs> that has to be Scooter probably throwing jabs. Then they're probably connected. Well, didn't Mike think that? Mike's wife think that his na- actual name was Scooter, was scooter Dingus? Yeah, she did. Which, by the way, first name Scooter is a great name. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That needs to come back. And Dingus is... <laughs> is wasn't there a famous...
1: I thought this on Friday, and someone thinks I was confusing it with the character from uh, from Doug, I believe. But, Roger Klotz? No, was it... Patty Mayonnaise? No, wasn't there like a Skeeter, I think, or yeah, something? Yeah, Skeeter. Yeah, because I, I was thinking Scooter. Wasn't there a Scooter like on a TV show at one point? Like do you use the character name Scooter? Scooter? M- McRae? M- well, maybe. Maybe I don't think he was on TV, but <laughs>
3: I maybe I was thinking of Skeets from Doug is what people think were. I, I think know. that's probably I think that's probably the case. But well, okay, so that explains the three things written down here. Trevor, what from the Derby did un unrelated to the horses, stood out to you the most? Was it Jack Harlow being carried across the dirt? <laughs> I didn't see that. Was he like crowd surf or something? No, he didn't want to get his shoes dirty, so he had his like bodyguards pick him up and carry him. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. It was not a good look. That is there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was not a good look. Did they put and I know... him on like a throne and like carry him like this? Now they all were smiling, so at least they were having some fun with it, but supposedly they were shooting some music video or something, and they didn't want his shoes to be dirty. He could get a new pair of shoes tomorrow. That's what I was saying. It's thinking. nothing to him. Yeah. I mean... And secondly, like you grew up in Louisville and now you're too good to be walking across the dirt at Churchill downs i don't think he was a derby guy when he grew up here what is that how's that how like when they inter- everybody's
1: a derby guy uh, well not, not not necessarily i'm not a huge derby guy i mean i've only been to one just i went to it just so i could say i went to it and i mean i don't i watch it but i don't get i mean i don't do parties or get hugely into the festivities but
3: i think you could have you could not care about horse racing in the slightest and you still could love derby weekend I don't know, when they interviewed City him he comes and, to life feels
1: when they interviewed him and asked him about like being here and, you know, being from here and being back there, Derby, I could just kinda of hear in his voice, he's kinda of like, you know, I like, you know, Louisville but I just wasn't a big, you know,
3: big horse racing
1: guy. I could just, I, I just don't think he was big in the horse racing and the Derby Festival he's growing up.
3: Understandably so, and I don't think a lot of no, people no when they're like, you know, thirteen or like, who do you got? I I've got my pick three still alive. A lot of times you're more concerned about the infield or running around. But everybody has memories if you grew up in this town of Derby Week, Derby Festival, going to this, doing that, and maybe even the Derby itself. But yeah, that was pretty strange uh, seeing him carried across. <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. Now I think I the weather ended up being better. Better than people thought. Of course, yesterday was gorgeous, and today is gorgeous. But I even thought Saturday was fine. I have issues with it. When's people it, who went out to the Oaks on Friday said the rain didn't bother them too much. It so. came, well, the rain
1: came after, right? The timing of the rain was probably perfect. It, mm-hmm. it really didn't hit till after. the. But, but Saturday, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a nip in the air. But, I mean, that's kind of a good thing, right? I mean, because you got all those so, people, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Yeah, you got all those people crammed in together. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of, you know, you know, body heat. Not, you know, to be confused with the great 80s. Skin flick. And then, you
3: know, mm. it's,
1: it's a, it's a little nip in the air is probably a good thing to help out.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, as long as it, it doesn't ring. Yeah, if you're doesn't. wearing a suit or a jacket or something, you're fine. Women may have been a little chillier, but uh, it ended up being a, a fairly a nice day and one of the biggest upsets in sports history, if you ask me. So we need to head to a break, right? You all do the two breaks and then the hour. Well, breaks. we still got a few minutes, though. We don't go to the top of the hour. So you only do one break? Do two breaks
1: an hour. We did one at the top of the hour and then we just did one between this last night. But segment. you don't do the daily double? No. You don't get a daily double here.
3: So, you've got a few We do minutes. the daily double because we used to do 15, 45, yeah, hour. And then instead of doing the 15 and 45, we went 30 double. It's too much math for you. Um, you've lost me already. <laughs> so you'll just do I'm one,
1: and then you do the hour, and then you do one, and then you do the hour? I'm glad you can see me in the confusion in my eyes of what you were talking about. No, to I'm kidding. <laughs> are, we, are we skipping the big X? One by, break is the Rutherford Show. I we explain this, we'll be, we'll be at the top of the hour. <laughs>
3: I had a good radio tease. Now I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get you know what I'm saying? We did 15, 45 hour. Yeah, but now... He, 20, he, 40 hour, whatever we want. We used to
1: do. to do top of the hour and about and about the halfway point hour each for this show. Wow.
3: So two, yeah. Maybe I'll start...
1: Tell them the double break
3: to get the hell out of here
1: on KR I think it's just a double break so you know, you and Roush you and Rosh could like go do some baby duty in the morning.
3: No, I just hate I just don't like shows where it's like, all right, welcome back to the radio show. We're playing radio hosts, and when you know it, it's time for a break. We'll be back after this.
1: <laughs> we did that one time on a
3: show. Welcome in. Hey, we gotta read sixteen ads and then break like, well, when do you ever get to talk?
1: It was a joke. We did that with Easy one time. We came back. We, we came back with a rejoin, and Easy literally came on in and says, Welcome back to the Easy
3: and so-and-so <laughs> show. And we'll be right back. I think we've done that, too. Reminds me of the uh, Simpsons gif of coming in.
1: Yeah. Matt, turn around. Turn yeah. around. Right right back out. All right, great, well, great then. episode of the Simpsons using a bordello. I mean, that's when... Have you ever looked, like paid, watched The Simpsons from start as long and just watched the evolution of where they stopped being in cheek with like things like Otto and his habits? No, to where they're just now like they don't even care. Like Otto's like smoking with Homer in the in the, in the attic, and they've got Portellos
3: and no. I mean, no, I do hate. Like I, I've I've seen plenty of Simpsons episode, but no continuity whatsoever in terms no, of.
1: I mean, I stopped watching around the seventh or eighth season
3: on a regular basis. Oh, well, was that back in like ninety
1: two? Probably give or take. I mean, they are thirty five, but I'm the same way with South Park. Like you still watch it
3: regularly, though, don't you? South Park's amazing. Yeah, and
1: they're up twenty five. I mean, that's which is pretty amazing. This is insane. Are you think they're on? determined to go longer
3: than the Simpsons. No. That they, it sounds like they just are kind of done with it, but they're just getting paid so much money to do such minimal work that they're like, yeah, we'll we'll keep going. Like, we want out, like but that. if you're going to keep throwing us this cash, and then they got that deal with HBO, which was just stupid. So they're doing pretty all right for themselves, I believe. Yeah, not too bad. We should we should replace them. We
1: could do South Park episodes.
0: I
3: don't know. you got to be pretty funny, Trevor. Un- <laughs> Intentionally funny, that is. <laughs> 14-50 uh, is the Thornton's. You're thrown off with this whole break. Totally thing, thrown right off.
1: Too. You're just off your game
3: completely. And so I'm just
1: gonna have to. Did you win any money on at Derby? No, absolutely I, not. I put 150 in my Twin Spires account. Not to brag. Not to brag. And I came away with uh, almost just under two uh, just under 200 dollars on the end of the day. That's awesome. I thought you said you lost. Well, no, I lost in the Derby, but I the big winner of the day was uh, I think it was race six. I ended up going uh, with ten dollars to win on a long shot three technique, and it paid off. And that pretty much won me. That pretty much carried me the rest of the day into the night. I went
3: with the name three technique. It's that was the position uh, on the defensive line. Friday, I was up a couple hundred bucks, lost it all, and ended up losing more on top of it. Um, I just never could really hit the big one. I was like winning and cashing tickets, but it'd be for like 20 bucks or 25 bucks. And then you go in the next race and you do a try box or you do, you do an exotic bet that costs $24. Well, you need to start winning more than that to be able to kind of supply those bets. So I never really hit the, never had my big break. Unfortunately, I was one horse away from a superfecta, you know, all stuff people don't care about, but long story short, I got killed. No big bet, no big win. It was uh, what I kept telling myself though, is I didn't go out there. We did the radio show out there, but I didn't go out there Derby like I normally do. we I went out there for scoots last year for Oaks. Uh, every so often we'll go to the Derby, but it's been a few years since we've gone to the Derby. So I was telling myself like it's all right if you lose some money betting. it's okay. You didn't go out there and buy a hundred dollars ticket. You're not paying fifteen dollars beers for your drink. It goes out there and it adds up. it of course, oh, my goodness gracious. Roush is so cheap. It's getting out of control, him. <laughs> right. I know you know Roush well enough, but he knows, he knows no limits. He left his entire family, his entire group in the infield, drunkenly walked over to the media center so he could get a free meal. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. A bit. It doesn't surprise anybody at all. Um, you know, you also wouldn't surprise me if you told me he, like, took, he,
1: like, hid some leftovers in, like, his pockets for later on. Well, guess
3: what? He snuck back, like, 18 <laughs> beers for his friends. He's the Robin it? Hood of Churchill Downs. Is that the picture he's holding the bag with all yes. the drinks in
1: it with scooters? He was like, like, I
3: was playing bartender. And, of course, he was playing bartender to go get free beers from the media center. But he was telling the story. And he was like, Yeah, after one race, I just, I just, I wanted to, you know, you're with your group, and it's not that I wanted to leave. but i kind of wanted to walk around a little bit and i don't want to make anybody go with me so here i am i'm walking around i go through the tunnel i'm at the paddock blah 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 and then the next thing i know i'm talking to scoots and scoots (laughs) is like well yeah you, you said you wanted free food so you came over to the media center for some free food like he had told on him it was like this wasn't just by happenstance you stumbled upon free food in the media center no roush left everybody he knew and loved And then walked all the way by himself just to get a free meal. Ran into like the the Louisville media contingent, like Brett Dawson and John Hale and some of these guys. And Roush was like, "I don't remember those conversations."
1: (laughs) I mean, if you saw pictures from Roush the Derby, he was stuck out like as bad as me in the media center at Derby. I mean, he's oh yeah, he's like wearing wearing, overalls, a goofy hat. Yeah, he's got like the big hat. He's got like a pink Panama Jack shirt on or something. He's got like shorts, like colorful shorts on. It's like. I mean, come. I'm sure the media members were at least dressed in more respectable manner. I mean, suits or you know, at least a polo shirt or you know, polo shirts are good for you know everything, including weddings. You know,
3: they they were. I'm sure they were. He stuck out like a sore thumb. No, he always does. Generally, he's uh, like a six foot eight guy. Hardly has ears. Plus, he's got a good buzz. He's probably over talking (laughs) real loudly to people. Well, and then of course. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't help. He's throwing so. He's like, next I thing up. I know, guess <laughs> who I run into. Ormando Bacot. Oh, yeah, Ormando. Okay. Ormando. <laughs> it's our boy Ormando. Yeah, we heard all week ex- he was here. He's very excited to run into him. And the day before, Bacot and Oscar Sheboy, National Player of the Year, mind you, they were training together. <laughs> they played AU ball together. They did. Yeah, yeah on an absolutely filthy team. Was- da- David McCormack was uh, their other big man on yeah, there. Who I think was we national we looked it up. Kansas. The team
1: was officially it was uh, appropriately named Loaded.
3: Yeah, I I think I probably was covering recruiting back then as well. Uh, They were loaded. I wonder who their guards were, to be honest Did it matter? Somebody can get the ball in the box? Somebody shoot and miss for the love of it! It (laughs) We'll get the
1: rebound! You don't even make it. We don't want a guard who can hit a jump shot. We want him to
0: miss.
1: (laughs)
3: uh, Oscar's always been a great rebounder, but he really has come an an insanely long way in his offensive progression because he was somebody in high school that would miss. He'd get a double-double on his first time touching – well, he wouldn't get a double-double on his fifth time touching the ball because he'd score every time, but it'd take him seven missed shots of getting his own rebound to be able to put ah, it the, in the – the old Moses Ballone theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep missing it and then patting your own, patting your own stats. But I was like, did you ask him about training with Oscar or is UK going to play UNC next year? He was like, no, ask him about being on Outer Banks. That's <laughs> why he didn't ask him about his hair. Yeah. <laughs> And then he got the whole a crowd. wig of your hair. <laughs> then he said he got the whole crowd around him to give Armando a standing ovation and like a round of applause for being the one to take out Coach K. I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I can just imagine Roush being like, hey everybody, everybody, pay attention. People think they're getting robbed. Drop to the floor. They're throwing their wallets like a Tommy boy. Tommy boy.
1: Have your... <laughs> yeah. Sure, it was another tall guy with no ears <laughs> and bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
3: but he got the whole crowd to like give him a standing ovation for taking out Coach K. I, I was like, that's the most <laughs> rousing thing in the, the world.
1: That they probably had no idea who they were even clapping for. They're probably just like, okay, correct. Yeah. He's this drunk. Just do what he <laughs> says. Nobody's yeah, gonna yeah. get hurt. We're trying to listen to things. Yeah, we don't clap. Maybe go we'll shut up. Do what I said. I won't steal your beer
3: <laughs> and maybe your food. I mean, the picture he sent of
1: him like with the clear bag full of the sodas and everything, and then you have Scoots' head just like propped up, just like <laughs> the worst <laughs> selfie. Like, it's, it's couldn't even get scoots in. Yeah. It. Yeah. Like the first thought I thought it was like, did he did he sneak scoots into the
3: derby in that bag? Like what is the point of this picture? <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Now can we take a break, Trevor? I Alright, I'll do yeah. this radio tease for you. You've been holding on to it. Near and dear to L one C four hearts. A prominent U of L player showing up in a prominent draft position. In the latest mock draft, how's that for a radio tease? We'll be back. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll have Ty Spalding on from U of L's rival site when we return in hour number two two. Don't giggle at me.
1: We should tease Ty.
3: Ty is later on in the hour, though, so it would be misleading. And we're not misleading. (laughs) Good radio coming up next.
1: It's that time. The sports talker. Here's
0: TJ Walker.
1: Look at
3: that. Haven't heard that in years. That song was at your wedding. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Y'all came out. I think to your, uh, to the reception of the song. Uh- I hope you're sitting down, buddy. But the song is called "The Walker." I go, and it's my—that's my last name—and <laughs> it's kind of upbeat and wow. catchy. So, uh huh? That's why we decided to go with it. <laughs>
1: it is a good song. The only thing—the only thing I know about—I about the song is—I guess—is it T something in the Fritz or something?
3: Fits in the tantrums.
1: I used to, one of my favorite things. I used to watch on NFL Network was with our top ten lists. And when they used to do them, they would always have, like, NFL writers talking about things. And then they started redoing new ones, like, about five years ago. And instead of bringing guys like Ray Dillinger and NFL, like John McCain, like, actual writers of false football for, like, 50 years, they started bringing, like, wannabe comics, like, be celebrities to talk about the top ten. And mm-hmm. it, just, it just annoyed me beyond belief because, you know, I'm the boomer hater of everything new. And one of the people they brought in were the this band. Like talking about like football highlight like top ten like draft classes and they're like these two this couple I guess because it's, it's a guy and a girl and they're like oh yeah the the draft it's it Vikings yeah I'm like why why do these people here was it fits in the tantrums yeah because okay.
3: it it's a it's a it's a couple I guess
1: I don't know if they're together or not but it's like a man it's a dude and a girl that do the the group.
3: I think there's I thought that, I think there's several people in the group but well, are they, the are the main people man and woman that I makes guess sense? so yeah cuz okay. that's
1: the two they would have on there and every time i see them on there i would just think of you and the the sports talker.
3: Well you should listen to their music and not their NFL draft analysis oh, I yeah, think they're that's horrible. more well known for their music
1: Yeah i know this song <laughs> okay
3: so They've got plenty <laughs> of good ones text on into the Thornton text line 502 502- Four one four fourteen fifty. Is there? I, I've got to remember what ads the Mike Rutherford show has to do that I I won't just Thornton's, okay, and and the Thornton text line, okay.
1: You've got that one down because like, KRC gets all the text. Now here's something that you might not be used to. R- Mike doesn't get to read all. He doesn't read all the text sometimes on this show.
3: I'm and I know Mike. I know the last four months for U of L have been like a radio host dream. You. Maybe have a coaching search in football. Maybe you don't. It's controversial. Maybe the hometown guys coming back bring Brom home. That was oh, yeah. a lightning rod for sports talk radio. And then what is what does that pivot into? While it stunk for you all, and I totally understand it. A nightmare basketball season. But from a radio standpoint, you get another. You get a coaching search, an actual one this time. The football one ended up not coming to fruition, but the basketball one did, and. That's great. A lot of hype I know, around it. I was I was shocked by the amount of text because I'll be at the office, but we've got the text line pulled up on my computer for the morning. and Then while the show goes on, sometimes our our texters will text throughout the day. Podcast listeners all throughout the the parts of they've the state gotten of better about
1: waiting till after six now.
3: Well, they don't do it three it to
1: six as much. Yeah, there's but, still a few. There are a few, but they have. I think you've like conditioned them now to like wait till after six o'clock because sometimes I'll I'll go in and I'll reply to some of the texts that Rutherford doesn't read. You know, I'm a man of the people. I'm like, you know, if you if you can't get to them, I'll reply to you on there. And I'll go on there and I'll start seeing, like, plumly Bro mm-hmm. and some other people texting, like, right at 605. Some KRC regular. Exactly. And I'm yeah. like, I love how they're just, like, I, I just picture Plumley Bro, like, teaching, a, you know, in his classroom and, like, is setting an alarm on his clock to go
3: off at 6 o'clock to remind him to... to the text in the show for tomorrow. <laughs> I, I uh, he, He's a funny texter. You all have regulars. It's great, It's but it, it is. It's, so while I'm at the office, instead of at like 6.50 in the morning before our show, I have to send all over the text line over to where how we do it. We do it a little differently, differently than yeah. you all. I do it throughout the day, and then just from 3 to 6, goodness gracious, the floodgates open. The Mike Rutherford Show has done a great job building an audience in this town in a short amount of time. But like I said, there's been a lot of good radio topics to get to for Mike Rutherford. And we'll have Ty Spalding on the Mike Rutherford show here soon enough to talk more U of L. And maybe I'll ask him Trevor Kelsey? Malik? Don't call me Mikhail Cunningham?
1: I forget which one it is sometimes. First
3: round draft pick? CBS Sports says yes.
1: CBS yes, Sports is high.
3: <laughs> That's,
1: I'm sorry. I love. i want to say I love Cunningham. Uh, I have been. I think I. I think you've been very fair from what I've yeah, heard of you discussing Cunningham. I, I do. Maybe sometimes some some consider maybe I'd be a little harsh on him on occasion. But you know, I, I have you know expectations, and I don't think they're they're completely out of the realm of, of possibilities. You just know. haven't really seen him take that next step. You get teased with it sometimes in certain games, and then he just gets totally looks like a deer in headlights against UK in, in two back to back years. I mean, because he, he played well against Clemson last year, unfortunately getting hurt, which led to you know Louisville losing momentum. But yeah, the big games where I want to see it, first round pick, no, I, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming they have like a punter right drafted right before him in this in this mock draft. I mean i have been a little surprised seeing Will Levis projected as a first round pick as much as anything, but that one at least makes sense with his size and measurements. Cunning, I can totally understand why an NFL him. team
3: would like or an NFL rider would like Will Levis. Oh, yeah, Huge arm, two hundred two thirty. I the, mean, has, yeah, looks good in shorts. Yeah, I mean, he eats bananas with the peel on. I mean, he mm-hmm. puts mayonnaise in his coffee. What's not to love about this guy, right? Man, I feel like you saw Jack Harlow the most in terms of celebrities within the state this weekend if not for harlow will levis was freaking everywhere was around tri- yeah I and maybe it's just because the accounts i follow and stuff yeah. like that i'm sure that plays a role in it but yeah you couldn't help but see him at every turn and in this same mock draft which they have cunningham going number 26 <laughs> which to the broncos
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. just but First of all, the Broncos don't have a first-round pick next year. That was part of the Russell Wilson Oh, it's track. traded,
3: but it's not loading who the team is. So, so it says Seattle. traded from the Broncos. Well, okay, It would have to be Seattle gotcha. because that's who they traded it to. Yeah, I'm trying to strike gold on Russell Wilson I was about 2. to, 2. Was about to be like,
1: wait a second. The Broncos gave up the next three first-round picks in that Wilson trade.
3: <laughs> Something's not adding up here. Yeah. But in that same mock draft that they have Cunningham going number 26, they have Will Levis going number one overall to
1: Houston I assume is to Houston yeah yes. Houston's got the worst record
3: lettuce well, feels like a quarterback who can eventually be the number one overall pick he's big chiseled has a rocket for an arm great butt <laughs> you're, you're gonna find it like <laughs> they didn't have the great butt part but the chiseled <laughs> rocket arm part was real chiseled. and they say the Texans will probably be in the quarterback market in a big way next offseason this is
1: gonna come off sound like a hater to, to you and all the Kentucky fans that may listen to the few that do listen I feel like the Hunter I like this is like a Hunter Cantwell again, all over again in terms of projection. Like remember remember Hunter Cantwell was thought this guy's big My U friend arm. said the exact same thing. He's gonna be a top pick coming out of the draft. He's gonna this guy this quarterback you here it comes, just keeps rotating. You know, we're filling you know, just keep we just keep spitting out quarterbacks in the draft. I'm not saying he's going to be you know, to where Hunter Cantwell never didn't even get drafted. I think well, that probably will get drafted. I mean, he gets to play us one more time than a year. That, that alone will probably get him sneaking into at least the fifth round. Wow! But I, I don't see. I just can't imagine him being. I mean, you got to remember, at this last draft we had a year from that. You know, Sam Howell was considered the top pick. And, I, if, and he ended up going in the fifth round to Washington. Sure. Oh, yeah.
3: The, th- these are all somewhat meaningless. Besi- and and there were some Vegas odds for the first quarterback taken. And I think out of like five guys, Will Levis wasn't in the top five. So, you, yeah, it is worth taking all this with a grain of salt. And, again, I can understand why NFL teams or people making mock drafts would be interested in Will Levis, SEC quarterback, help. UK win ten games while actually doing something unlike Terry Wilson in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And all of it was most of it was the Dale, which we'll see how that yeah, and you had a lot of people that said, Hey, when scouting Wandell, I couldn't help but say, like, oh my goodness, some of these throws were impressive, and that brought attention back to Will Levis. There's a lot to like about him. That's a Hunter Cantwell is what my U of L friend, the exact same comparison that he made, <laughs> and I remember it. There were there were a couple games. I don't think UL fans would want to admit this. You gotta understand I've lived in the city my entire life with the exception of five years living in Lexington and I've been back in, in Louisville for Lexington didn't out big away though. I mean, uh, hardly because yeah. I was back in you know, I was back in town. Every weekend, my wife went to U of L. She's lived in Louisville her entire life. She's a huge U of L fan. I grew up going to U of L games, just like you grew up going to UK games. Weird we though. always talked about yeah. how that was kind of interesting. I remember the Hunter Cantwell, and I remember there was I I don't because U of L was winning at a high clip, but I remember there were some fans that would be like, "Do we want to maybe put Brom on the bench and see if?" Can't well can't take this thing to a whole new level. Do you remember those conversations? Because yeah, well, well, when Brom would get, they Hunter, were idiotic
1: then. But yeah, you'd hear that from time to time. You had Hunter come in and win like the middle. I think it was Middle Tennessee State game down in Nashville because I went to that game. Because where, where, Brom missed like three games in a row with with the thumb. I almost said it was a thumb injury. I could be wrong. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he had, I know he had the Middle Tennessee State game, and then there was another win he had, and then, of course he had the you know the, the, the in a loss but looked looked okay. I mean, I thought he. Looked Little, little, little rusty and shaky, but you had the, the game against Virginia Tech in the bowl game, and we got stepped on by Vic, or that was Doomerville, I guess, but I forget what you got stepped on. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, yeah, there was if, if you thought, Vic you, stepped on Doomerville, yes, correct, yes, yes, correct, yes, got to get that right, yeah, Marcus, not not Michael. Let's, I think let's, the better, let's not throw one of them under the bus that doesn't remember this. And by the way, I, <laughs> I,
3: I sent you Taz
1: numbers. Oh, so what you, time is he coming on? Uh, I think now. Oh well, you talk. Let me call.
3: Sure, I will. Plus, I got to figure out this phone. I haven't used it in a while. Uh, is that the thing that's been ringing in the background during this show? Sometimes, yes. It, is it people calling into the show, well, or it's is people it calling in the office? Okay, and it goes to that phone. Sometimes it goes to all of them. Very fascinating. That's very fascinating. <laughs> yeah. that's very fascinating. The, the, what I would say if I was a U of all fan, you went well. You know, you got to remember Hunter Cantwell, and you brought it back from your own regard. And I think that's wise of you, and it's a good point to bring up. NFL Mock Drafts liked them some Patrick Tolls not too long ago, if you remember that. He had that big game against Dak Prescott in Mississippi State. It was on CBS, and he played well. Kentucky had a chance. Mississippi State was number one in the country that year. And Kentucky, I think – had a chance to get it to, I think they got it to seven. Mississippi State returned an onside kick maybe for a touchdown or something like that, and they ended up winning by 14. But people were really high on Patrick Tolles. He had a good body. He could scramble a little bit. He had a big arm. I would say the difference, though, between Will Levis and Patrick Tolles is we saw a lot more from Levis, where told it was, hey, we saw a few nice things, but boy, if he keeps progressing, it could be something special. We've already seen some special plays and special games from Levis, including the one at Papa, don't call me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. All right, join it. He's, he's laughing. I don't know if he's laughing at me or if he's laughing at Ty. But he's laughing at somebody. We're going to have Ty Spalding on any moment now from Cardinal Sports, and we'll get his take on U of all football, Malik Cunningham. And I want to talk some Kenny Payne and U of O basketball with him, too. So wait no longer. Ty Spalding, U of O's rival site. Oh,
1: hold, on, hold on, let me get it.
3: Let me, hold on. Well, hey, why don't you stop with the small tie? This is what you do when we would. Oh, you all. It's not going to tell as well on, on radio, but back when we would have guests on Kentucky Roll Call and Trevor would be the producer, you all know Trevor. He talks about drugs. He talks about, <laughs> you know, like Tylenol and Advil and whatnot. Yeah, he well, he, he know, talks about PayPal vices. Rope. He yeah. talks about DVDs getting stuck in PS3s and other things getting stuck in other things. And uh, PS4, you've got my PS3. But when <laughs> we'd have a guest on Kentucky Roll Call, You'd, you would just uh, picture Trevor buttoning his top button, putting his tie on. Uh, hello there, Jeff Goodman. This is Trevor Kelsey with Big X Sports Radio. Uh, we have a schedule for an interview. Does that sound accurate, sir? We'll you put so you on fun. right now.
1: <laughs> tie saved me.
3: And then <laughs> Trevor would come back on like two seconds later. <coughs>
0: yeah,
3: I thought he did. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> you're so it's broad. like where's the nice trevor where's that
2: polished up polite oh. sweet loving trevor ty how are you buddy what's going on guys i was telling trevor the uh the caller id popped up as potential spam um, <laughs> so I was, so i was like this is the, this is probably uh trevor you know with with big x but i was like potential spam that doesn't sound right but but uh he, he managed to, to get me on the line, so here, here i am i don't know if
3: uh, trevor are you a millennial technically no
1: i can i I consider myself gen x what do you identify as Gen (laughs) Gen
0: X.
3: okay gen x that's fine it's a millennial thing ty if we see a number we don't know or if it pops up spam there's a zero percent chance in hell we're answering that phone oh i I do identify
2: with that yeah yeah well the only reason i did answer is because i was listening to the show and and you and um and Trevor was like, "Oh, are you supposed to come on right now. Oh, let me give him a call." Um, so I was like, "The timing only means that this is this is in fact Trevor." So and, I, and, and um, to and be worked. fair,
3: to be fair, I did not tell Trevor 4:15. I just said four o'clock hour. But we're happy to have you on. Did you have a good Derby weekend? Did you win any money?
2: I had a great great couple of days out there. Uh, I think I'm going to d- make this a yearly tradition. Just take off. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and do it right, which I did this year. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, felt good to to feel the buzz back in the city of Louisville. Uh, had a normal derby, but but the uh, winning the money part was, was not included in the equation. I definitely did not win, um, but had fun. That's all that matters.
3: An ideal derby weekend is you have fun and you win money. Second most is you have fun, you don't win money. Third most, well, nobody likes the third alternative. So it sounds like you hit number two. It's the second best thing you could have done. That's great. I saw you tweeting about it here just momentarily, and we were talking about it uh, to start the 4 o'clock hour. But Malik Cunningham projected to be a first-round draft pick Ty, could you see that happening with a big year from from Cunningham and his final season in Red and Black? Although I'm just guessing it's his final season, I don't think they give 17 years of eligibility anymore, but it seems like he's been there forever. It's got to be the last year.
2: Well, it's funny because I hadn't even paid any attention to these first-round mock drafts because I would have expected no Louisville players at all uh, to be mentioned. And then I heard you say it on the air, and I was like, I don't think TJ's making this up, so let me go take a look. Because I haven't seen any Louisville uh, Twitter accounts catch that. Um, that article, it looked like it had been out for, you know, eight or nine hours now, and nobody on Louisville Twitter had noticed it. And I guess everyone was in the same boat as me. They haven't really been paying attention to mock drafts because you would have fi- you would figure that, that no Louisville players would be in them. So um, you actually were the one that notified me of that. I, I was rather shocked to see that. Um, I think everyone's kind of been under the assumption that he's a good college quarterback, um, but a quarterback that, that's mainly suited for the college game and, and won't, won't likely transfer, translate to the NFL game. Um, that that would be a, a real surprise if that ends up happening. Um, I think more than anything this year, the coaching staff has been honing in on him, uh, hitting his checkdowns more instead of immediately taking off and running. Um, so that's probably something to look out for. Um, when it translates to the NFL. Uh, can he sit in the pocket? Can he go through his reads? And if nothing's there, can he hit his check down instead of taking off and running?
3: And I think probably what it was, Ty, was U L fans or media saw that Will Levis was number one in that, and they were like, well, this is the dumbest mock draft I've ever seen. No way. I'm clicking on this and reading any further into it. But sure enough, if you go down there a little bit further, yeah, Cunningham is there. It, it, you could say this about any quarterback. You could say it about Levis. You, you could say it about a lot. But Cunningham has shown a lot of flashes, as Trevor has mentioned, as you have mentioned. Consistency is a big issue with him. It seems like more with him if he truly does have aspirations of playing professional football in the NFL, and why wouldn't he? He more than almost anybody else could benefit from a big year in terms of wins and losses. U of L competing with Clemson to try to get to the ACC championship game. If Louisville can be a top twenty-five or top twenty team, and team and people start to pick up on the name Malik Cunningham, he is a fun quarterback to watch, and the stats back it up. When you're kind of knocking on the door with Lamar stats, that's eye popping, and that's going to grab some attention. But I think people want to see. I don't think they want to watch a Five and six U of team with Cunningham playing, or a six and six U of team. I think they want meaningful games, big games, competitive games. So I think he stands as much as any quarterback in the country. Of hey, you'll get notice if your team can win some games.
2: Yeah, I think you're dead on with that. You know, last year he he had the, the 20 rushing touchdowns, 20 passing touchdowns. Either he eclipsed that, here he was right on the border of that, and. Statistically, he had one of the best um, seasons in, in Louisville history for a quarterback. But it all goes back to wins and losses. And and like you said, when you're when you're you know six and six, when you're a three and three team playing on the road at Wake Forest on Valley Sports, you're just not going to get the eyeballs, um, and you're just not going to get yeah. the national attention um, if your team was six and zero oh at that point. And Cunningham himself has, has talked about that at length. Um, pretty much any. Uh, media that he does you know the first thing he mentions is he's done everything at louisville statistically except win a bunch of games um so i think this year i think that's what his his main focus is on i think he realizes as much as anyone um that the better the team does uh the, the better uh, he's going to look and the more he's going the more attention he's going to get so i think you're dead on with that um and he has one final season uh, to prove that he can get louisville you know, to that eight-win mark, um, and get some, get some, hopefully, some NFL p- uh, potential uh, based on the season that he has.
3: Now you can make a case. There's maybe never been a bigger pressure year in U of L football history. From a Cunningham standpoint, from a Satterfield standpoint, and then you take into consideration Louisville striking gold out in California with this recruiting hole that they've pulled in in 2023. Well. History tells us if U of L doesn't have a great season, you're gonna see some, if not a lot, of those players potentially decommit. So that's also on the line. Do you think there is any scenario where let's say U of L just does what they did last year? Maybe they flip it instead of going six and seven, they go seven and six. But a similar season, some solid wins, you lose to Kentucky, you lose to Clemson, you don't get the big ones that the fans are looking for. Do you think there's any chance the commits stay committed? And do you think Satterfield also would keep his job. Let's just say it's not a terrible season; it's not an all-systems failure, but it's kind of more of the same that we've seen in the Satterfield era at U
2: Man, that's a tough question. I, I think I think ideally, you know, you get to seven wins and you feel comfortable about where things are headed. Obviously, that's not the standard around here, but I think seven will, would definitely bring Satterfield back for another year. The six and six waters are just not the waters you want to be in next year. Um, I do think the recruiting class has bought him some goodwill um, with the fan base and, and with the future of the program. Um, but let me just say this, I would not want to be um, the AD making that decision on a 6-6 six and six, uh, Scott Satterfield. Uh, I honestly think it all depends if it does end up being 6-6, six and six, I think it depends on how it looks. If it's like last year where they blew a bunch of fourth quarter leads and got uh, demolished by their arch rival. I think that makes a big difference than than a six and six where they finally compete with Kentucky. You know, they may have a big win mixed in there, uh, and they don't collapse in fourth quarters. I think it all depends on how that six and six looks. I think if he gets to seven, he's comfortable. If he gets to eight, I think the recruiting class continues on the upward trajectory that it's on now. Um, obviously that recruiting class, I think some big schools are going to continue to come after local commits and winning football games this fall is going to do wonders for Scott Satterfield and his staff uh, towards keeping this 2023 class committed.
1: Ty, Ty you mentioned that staff quickly. How, are you, were you surprised Coach Brown is returned? And if so, you you talk about this team maybe if if little has a losing season that'd be the first three years in a losing season streak since i think snowberger's first when he first got here back in the early 80s is if browns return is will he be the scapegoat going into a bad season to have the kind of the, the reasoning to keeping satterfield because of the recruiting class and let him fall on the sword and, and brought back for that reason maybe
2: well, it was it was weird because before last season, Tennessee made a run at Brian Brown and Louisville gave him a raise and a promotion to keep him. And then obviously last year, the defense, um, you know, just continued their downward uh, fall. They gave up a bunch of uh, yards through the air to Virginia, among other teams. And what I've said all along is that I, I really think Satterfield will ride or die with his guys, quote unquote. Um, Brian Brown is one of his guys. Um, he, he's, he's been with Satterfield dating back to the Appalachian state days. Um, you know, a lot of his staff are his guys. And, um, when he makes changes to his staff, you all, you oftentimes see him keep the guys that he's most comfortable with. Uh, you oftentimes see him keep those guys around. So I, I think Satterfield's going to ride with Brian Brown, um, I- until the, the wheels fall off the track. I, I just think they have too close of a relationship. Uh, I think that Satterfield feels comfortable with Brian Brown. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the new co-defensive coordinator, Wesley McGriff from Florida, has as much of a say in the defense as we would hope. Um, I think that that hopefully could, could change things and improve the defense. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we know who's going to make the final calls on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Brian Brown. Uh, but to answer your question, I don't see – batterfield splitting from brian brown either way
3: interesting we're talking with ty Spalding. he's the owner publisher of cardinalsports.com L's rival site you can go to cardinalsports.com great message board and follow ty on twitter at ty spaulding i wanted to switch gears to basketball the kenny payne era has begun the staff is complete you and i were kind of talking in direct messages about kenny payne recruiting some of the staff what grade would you give him up to this point? You again, you know, you got to be generous because it's not like he should have landed, you know, five or six commitments or anything like that. It's just not overly realistic to expect that from him. But his first few months on the job, what grade are you giving him, Ty?
2: I'd say uh, B plus A minus, um, and that goes to an A plus if he's able to pull off Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State. Um, I think. That's the first pivotal recruiting battle amongst uh, Blue Blood programs that, that Kenny Payne is, has a realistic shot at. Um, Louisville's going up against Kansas and Gonzaga. It seems like those are the three schools that it's down to. Um, so I think the, the grade that he's, he gets thus far, I think a lot of that hinges on uh, Tyrese, the Tyrese Hunter recruitment. I think that's a key, uh, key recruitment as far as next year's roster goes. Louisville desperately needs guards. Um, they need a guard that can lock down the defensive end and a guard that can facilitate the offense. Um, and that's just what Tyree Funner is. So I think that's something to look out for. Um, but as far as the staff he put together, I, I like the staff. Uh, I think Nolan Smith, Danny Manning both make a lot of sense. I think the jury's still out on Josh Jamison. I think it's too early to say that's a home run or too early to say that um, that was a reach. Um, and I think right now, you know, Brandon Hundley-Hatfield's in the fold. Um, he got four-star Devin Ree in the 2022 class. Not not a high-ranking guy, but a guy that has a lot of potential. Um, so I think he's done a lot of good things, but it all goes back to Tyrese Hunter. I think that's the guy that Louisville fans really want, and it's a guy that Louisville's honed in on. Let's see uh, if Kenny Payne can pull it off. If he can, I think, I think his off season would be a 1,000% uh, batting average if he were able to pull that
1: off. Ty, Ty I noticed one thing you didn't mention, and a lot of little fans have been kind of split on, and me and Rutherford and I both think the juice is worth the squeeze with him. Imani Bates, do you want him in Louisville, or is it not worth it?
2: I completely agree. I think the juice is worth the squeeze here. Um, if nothing else, it gets the Louisville basketball program back in the limelight, back in the spotlight. Amani um, Bates just a few years ago was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. LeBron James um, talked about Imani Bates on social media quite a bit. I think if nothing else, the eyeballs turn back to the Louisville basketball program um, for the first time in three or four years since Louisville was ranked number one a few years back. I think Amani Bates would do just that. I think he would um the excitement around him, the buzz around him. Um, it would be something that Louisville desperately needs and, and has lacked the last few years. Um, so if he comes in and he's just a good college player, that's fine. If he comes in and he's great, that's even better. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, he's going to bring some excitement and he's going to give Louisville uh, the Louisville basketball program. It's going to it's going to give them a lot of national attention. And I think for a program that that has been in national headlines for bad reasons, for negative reasons, I think uh, for once this time around, um, you would see people start to pay attention to what Kenny Payne's building here.
3: Ty, what would you say to U of all fans that say, I love the potential of Bates, but year one, he could be, what if he leaves the team again, like Memphis, or what if he's such a distraction, it could derail a fun season. For that exact reason, what you just said, there's been so many headaches, maybe we shy away from a potential headache.
2: So, so I think the, the one and only answer here is to say that you have to trust that Kenny Payne's been around the block enough to know how to deal with these type of situations. Um, a lot of people on the boards, you know, have had that same sentiment. Um, he wasn't good at Memphis. You know, his dad, his camp are, are too too involved. Um, and Travis Graf and I, you know, are both under the same sentiment that You've got to trust Kenny Payne did his homework here. He did his due diligence, weighing out the situation, feeling out the situation, and if Kenny feels like he can manage it and get the most out of Amani Bates, then you have to roll with Kenny and his feeling. Um, Travis posted that Kenny greenlighted the situation, so to me, that means that Kenny uh, did, in fact, do his homework. He, he talked to people uh, around Imani Bates that have worked with Imani Bates, played with Imani Bates, and... If Kenny feels comfortable with it, then I think Louisville fans um, owe that to Kenny Payne to to at least uh, have enough trust in him that he feels like he can get the most out of this situation, and that's going that it's going to be beneficial for Louisville next year.
3: All right, Ty. One more basketball question. Maybe Trevor will have another sports question for you. And then I got one more little quick fun thing, but I'm putting you kind of on the spot here a little bit, and we won't we we won't hold you to it. If you had to guess one 2023 guy that you would feel very confident ending up committing to the University of Louisville, you could even say DJ Wagner if you wanted to. But if there was one, I hope you don't. If there was one player in the class of 2023, you'd say this guy. If if U of L, as something wacky happens, he's going to be a Cardinal. Who would that be?
2: Man, that that's tough. Just because the um, the process of getting information from the Louisville basketball program right now is extremely tough. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the, the, the lips have been sealed shut. Um, it's been, it's been really hard to really get a grasp on who they're targeting. Um, especially at the high school level, you know, with the transfer portal, you know, guys will put on social media, their top list. Um, but with the high school level, it's really tough, especially with Louisville coming into the game late. Um, but just to make things fun and just to get you riled up, I'll say that DJ Wagner ends up at Louisville. Um, I think that uh, the Milt, Wag- I think Milt Wagner not being hired on the staff, I think that was Milt's preference. Um, from what I've been told, um, that there's no bad blood with Milt not getting a- an assistant coaching job. I think that Milt will get a position with the university, not necessarily on the basketball side, and all will be good there um and i think i think ultimately in the end dj ends up at louisville
3: i hope you're wrong it it is certainly i mean it feels like i don't know uk fans are spoiled with getting good players but it it seems like bad luck brian here it's like you sure thing you have him locked up great guard don't worry about it cal you put in all the work with the family he's your he's gonna go to uk don't even sweat it hires his figurative uncle
1: Two words, Marcus Teague.
3: Like it's you know it's just it's, it's like <laughs> the round, one thing that couldn't happen for UK. Of course, it happens, and it's going to make that thing interesting. You could have also, I guess, gone with the cop out answer of Caleb Glenn, who's you know already committed and he will play. Did did you were you a fan of him leaving mail? I, I, I would not like that if I was a U of L fan.
2: I think some of the fans were worried that getting him out of the city would would open his eyes and ears to other schools. Um, but if Chris Mack was able to get him to commit, then you have to feel good about Kenny Payne getting him to stick around. I mean, I think that's what it goes back to for me. If if Chris Mack's staff, you know, which, relatively speaking, didn't really have any juice on the recruiting trail, if they were able to pull it off, I don't think Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith will have any trouble uh getting him to stay in the fold.
3: Anything else for Ty? I've got one more thing, Trevor. I
1: mean, he—he, he, I, I heard. All I heard was he—he he guaranteed DJ Wagner to be at Louisville. So the only thing I got left is house. Alex, my lawn guy, working out for you, Ty. <laughs>
0: Who, who's that?
1: How's the lawn guy working out? The lawn, the lawn guy, the oh. lawn guy that you stole <laughs> from him.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I'm. Very happy with it. Uh, Trevor, one day on the radio was uh, was saying how he didn't cut his uh, grass, and, and I uh, slid into his I slid into his DMs one day, and uh, he passed along a, along a good uh, good contact for me.
3: Yeah, he wasn't. He the first thing he brought up when I said that we were having Ty Balding on. He went, "Oh, he stole my lawn guy." <laughs> we share all right. Uh, I want to revisit because this is you and I. We we, we have talked and like texted with one another this is the first time I think we've talked in person I just wanted to address back in August of 2020 I said L doesn't play many great or good teams but the way the schedule sets up isn't ideal if you lose to Miami Pitt and Notre Dame I'd worry about the shri- the season slipping away against Florida State Virginia Tech and Virginia and this was during the pandemic year and L ended up not having a great year Cardinal Sports quote tweeted that and said you need to be worried about your hairline slipping away
2: Care to comment, Ty? Did that come come from the Cardinalsports.com Twitter account? It sure did. It did? (laughs) It did. I could
3: retweet it right now if you wanted me to. In its defense, it wasn't lying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was like one of the nastiest burns I've ever taken on social media. And I don't take social media nearly as seriously as a lot of dorks on here do, but that was one I was like, oh, no, I got got. You got me on that one, Ty.
2: Well, well, you kind of got you kind of caught me off guard here because I honestly don't. I I'm not saying I'm not denying that I did that, but that did catch me off guard. I, I would say that uh, I've definitely matured over the last two <laughs> years on social media. Um, you know, I think even uh, Jack Pilgrim and I have had a few back and forth, but come to find out, he's he's a genuinely good dude uh, as well. So I've swimmered down a little bit. Um, <laughs> You know, I I do apologize for that tweet. Don't apologize. apologize. Yeah, do not apologize. You're talking to the
3: wrong guy. It was hilarious. It was a good tweet. You got me, and it was hilarious. Uh, I wanted to bring it up to you when when we chatted. Um, No, and and I do. I think that people realize that is like people go back and forth. Sometimes you take sometimes not you specifically, but people take social media entirely too seriously, and then you meet one of these people out, and you're like, oh, you're pretty similar to me you're just kind of a normal person and uh jack is a good dude and um but no that was a hilarious tweet that was good stuff ty
2: yeah no i used to i used to kind of hide behind that account and not put my real name on it so that that doesn't surprise me that 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 that, uh resurfaces now but uh, i appreciate you guys having me on the show um Definitely, definitely appreciate the, uh, the time, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up down the road.
3: Absolutely. Cardinal Sports, it's nice seeing the U L rival site have, have life over the last several years. You're doing a great job with it. And hope uh, every L fan out there, and even the U.K. fans, follow Ty Spalding on Twitter. Well, maybe he doesn't want the U.K. fans, but you, you leave that up to Ty. He can block you, worst-case scenario. Ty, you have a good day. Thank you so much for your time. All right, guys. Take care. Ty Spalding covers U L sports for L's rival site, cardinalsports.com. We're long overdue for a break, so we we'll take, take that break. now. And we will come back. We've got some text into the Thornton text line. We'll get to those, 502-414-1450. Fun L discussion there with Ty Spalding. We'll come back. TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey on the Mike Rutherford Show. Hey,
0: blue on black, tears on a river. Push on a shove, it don't Joker on jack, match on a fire, cold on ice it's a dead man's touch, whisper on a scream Doesn't change Try to make that town his own And he called his gang to war With the voices of the Lord I heard my mom cry I heard her pray the night shift car go die. dancing
3: to you there, Trevor?
0: Oh, what a time it really was, was.
1: I don't know why this song was in my head all weekend. <laughs> well, tell us why. I heard it. It's a, a good a, tune. It is. It's, uh, yeah, The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace. Uh, I, I don't know what I mean. I guess I heard it somewhere. and It just got stuck in my head like on Friday. And I was sitting there humming it. Monk was like laughing at me yesterday at the dinner. He was like, were you born when this song came out? I said, no. One not it wondering like 73 <laughs> what was the your favorite thing you ate over derby weekend Ooh, oh uh sausage balls oh yeah <laughs> who made them my mom she makes them every every derby she makes uh there's like mom sausage balls Mom sausage balls like, somewhere chef needs to step up in here uh yeah they're just like uh i mean they're they are what they are they're just like Balls of meat with cheese and like little onion in there, and oh, the there's seasoning. cheese and onion in yeah, the, so it's like the it's, ball of meat. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a, so it's like a little you know little okay. ball, and uh like no one can see what I'm doing, but you. Well, you <laughs> you, you can't flash that hand symbol <laughs> yeah, oh, some people do
3: call it the three goggles, but it stands for something else. You better watch <laughs> that, buddy. It's changed its meaning over time. It's multiple, not okay. Yeah. <laughs> not okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's but yeah, there's, she, so she makes a big like pan and she puts it in a ball, and I was. Ate me some uh, sausage balls and some. Uh, I didn't
3: order any DoorDash on Derby. I thought they were gonna be charging extra. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this. I think they can charge like, Hey, we're super busy rush fee, but I don't think they can be like, It's Derby. You're automatically are paying more,
1: pal. Like, you know, I know, but like I've been told, like when it rains, you'll you'll they'll they'll jack up the fee a little bit. If it's like really bad weather. I think or, if there's
3: like, I think it's just if there's more demand for drivers or fewer drivers yeah. driving, and there's then they just can charge more so they do it but yeah maybe derby would have been packed uh, the derby party we went to my buddy smoked some some left-handed cigarette meat no oh <laughs> no smoked some some meat and it was just Good. unbelievable yeah i was like kind of fra- i mean the party there was probably like 40 people i was like i'm going to take a to go plate this <laughs> this wasn't a hosted party by you i did not host the party no, no. um did no, you? I was leaving a party and we had to leave. Did Lucy go with you to the party or Lucy went. Okay. I even stayed out a little past her bedtime. All yeah, right. Uh, Lucy's my 7-month-old daughter who on Oaks Day crawled for the first time, which that was cute. I'm like seeing the, you know, the the Phillies run for the Lilies and there's little Lucy, Lucy Inchworming for the first time <laughs> in her career. Which, Which was
1: cute. As you told me, that during the break, I, and I replied, "It's it's cute at first, and then you start realizing, oh crap, she's mobile." Oh yeah, and now their daycare today was
3: like, "Wait, she's crawling now," and we were like, "Oh yeah, we probably should, should have told you. you." Yeah, yeah. like hopefully you didn't find out in, in a bad manner. And no, she they were just saying how cute she was. <laughs> the the they put her down, they looked up, and then she was <laughs> across the room, and they were like, "What the heck? How Teacher did that have happen?" To smoke a cigarette, didn't think
1: it would make, make it matter because she's you know it's a baby, and she goes back, and the kid's gone. Yeah, moved it, around.
3: It's uh, it's
1: it's been cool. Uh, have you Proof your house because your house is you've got multiple layers. You've got an upstairs, a middle, and a basement. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Oh, it's, it's a mansion. You're just living on a lake with with, with 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 ducks and everything. Fake fake news about the mansion. Part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just like you
3: I was making a joke that having a basement <laughs> and the second floor does not make you richie rich. It says you. It says, <laughs> so you're
1: saying, Yeah, you telling that to the guy who's got one layer of house over here. You got a nice ranch. I got a nice you ranch. Good part of town. Yeah, it's a good part of town. Exactly. Thanks, Grandma, for buying that. Uh, <laughs> But you've got. So have you, have Grandma? You, you didn't pay your taxes. <laughs> I would have.
3: I didn't have any money. Thankfully, mine was better than that. It's not like I'm taking your grandma's stuff and bringing it over to my place. You're mad at me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> also, I like that he didn't get arrested for just taking.
1: The throwing the guy out the window. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. a good point, actually. He never does get in trouble for that. And
3: I mean, that lady that he hits with the golf ball out of the window that falls off the first. <laughs> oh, she's got to be dead. I
1: mean, the Mister, Mister lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no, well, well yeah. Oh, see, no, you're talking about when he hitting When there. he
3: first hits the yeah. golf ball, and he hits the guy, and I keep hitting him, and then the people pay up 20 bucks. I mean, he also further. did try to stab a guy with a skate. You'd think he'd have, like, a record by now.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean...
0: <laughs> Dabby
3: you are clearly not a sane individual, too. I mean, you knew it when he goes into a batting cage at a golf course and just starts taking <laughs> balls to the chest. I mean, like, then the kid that tries to imitate him. That kid's probably dead. Uh, yeah, the, no- the noise that kid makes when he... F- <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, that kid's, yeah, that kid's probably in a... In a coma somewhere right now oh, just, then, then there's chubbs
3: who you kill he kills chubb man happy and then Gilmore happy tries, a evil tries to steal McGavin's idea of playing for chubb's honor yep. is happy Gilmore the bad guy in this movie i think so how did you let your grandma's financial situation get so bad he breaks into breaks into
1: a skating rink to hook up with the, the mom from modern family yes that's true yeah mm-hmm. talks about endless Victoria. love with his grandma yeah is that her name right oh, i don't know i just know it's the mom from modern family well, Victoria Vaughn is the one. Virginia, no, that, Bennett. Yeah, so they, Virginia
3: yeah, Bennett. Yeah, the Vaughn is uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. that Victoria. Vaughn. Yeah, I want to touch the <laughs> Text on into the Thornton text line. This is the Mike Rutherford show hey, without Mike Rutherford me. show.
1: Oh, I had a, a question? This is what Rutherford. This is what I do the Rutherford.
3: I'm TJ You're Walker. That's Trevor me. Kelsey, who's frantic. <laughs> what I'm, was your question?
1: grab the short-term. Uh, oh, oh, so have you baby-proofed the house well? Correct. That's what you were going to ask. No, absolutely not. Somehow that led into a rant of how Happy Gilmore we, should be in prison.
3: Nope. <laughs> baby-proof has not. We have not. We've got sharp corners. We've got things that can fall over. The blender on the floor. We, it's, it is not baby-proof. I think what we're going to get through this week, and then we've got vacation next week. Yeah. Very excited about that. And then... After that, baby-proof the house. Because at that point, she'll really be crawling around. Sorry, right now, is she just pretty much sat in the living room. For the most part. Yeah, we have like a we have a setup. We yeah. kind of have like boundaries. For the last couple weeks, she's been able to do the pivot rollover, so she can kind of get where she needs to go. But it's not like directly, hey, from point A to point B. It's like let me spin here, pivot off this pillow, then spin off this pillow. She's pretty crafty. It's like a little like a post move she's doing. It's impressive. But now she can just army crawl and get where she wants. But yeah, um, I can't decide if it's like a good thing that maybe she's doing that. Before we go on vacation, then she can kind of crawl around a house and get tired and then go to sleep and sleep better. Or if, like, could you not have waited one more week, and then at least we knew at the beach you'd be stationary, you're set, we don't have to worry about you. The positive
1: thing about because this is a family vacation, though, so you're, you're just going to be able to, like, pawn her off on relatives every day, probably, for the most part. I
3: don't know, because everybody's bringing their kids. So we're going to have, like, 16 Ooh. people in one house. I've got my like brother. They've brother. got they've got a kid and a pregnant wife. I've got my sister. They've got two kids. I've got my other sister. They've got two kids. And then we've got my mom and my stepdad. It's gonna be a lot of people. So I don't think it's gonna be as many spare hands as you may think. Oh, man! I think right. it's gonna be chaos. Is Lucy the young? No, I guess is she the she youngest is. though? At she's, least she is the baby. That's the, at least the positive thing. That you Why can, is that? Well, because she's the youngest. The youngest are always the cutest. Yeah, but the first one gets spoiled the most. Plus, She's the last plus, one. Plus, plus your sister now. and Johnny—they've already got like multiple kids. That, that's, an old, that's old news. No one worry about Johnny that. Johnny just has the one for now, but the other one, well on its way. We're very excited about that. But I'm not going to complain about a vacation. I'm pumped about it. But no, the house is not baby proof. Is your house baby proof? No. Were you no. telling me that the cat you stole from Southern Indiana is peeing on everything?
1: <laughs> the <a> random turd. <laughs> is that true? It takes away from me. I was going to ask you if I could stay at your house this week while <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gone. Uh, can I please sleep in your bed? <laughs> Isn't there a South Park episode about house sitting or a cat peeing? Cat urine. Probably, yes. For those that don't know, Wara, who you mistakenly accused me of kidnapping from southern this Indiana. This is
3: the cat that was a quote-unquote stray cat, but it was the fattest cat I've ever seen. Super friendly, loved. It's not the fattest cat I've ever seen. That's hyperbolic. but Pretty the, big, though. Big cat, very friendly, yeah. clearly had been around people in its life before, and you stole st- him. <laughs> and then uh, almost got it killed. Well,
1: I, sorry, I, 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 brought, I brought it home. I gave it a home is what I did. You, you, you enjoy your home. Are you good to go home, Wara? So I bring him home, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a big cat person. And I, I knew with, with my dogs, Khaleesi and Arya can be very protective of me. They don't like other, like, even when Sally would come up near me or any other cats come near me, they get kind of protective. But I thought, okay, you know, Wara likes me. This, is, this can be all good. Immediately, he attaches to my mom because my mom's like the crazy cat woman. And... He does like going in and out of the house, and we thought we may have lost him, but he does now come back. But for some odd reason, I don't know what... I gave this guy a home, okay? I mean, I, he'd be living in Southern Indiana, the trailer parks, like avoiding God knows what right now. It's true. If it wasn't for me. Yeah, for some reason, he has this obsession of coming in my room and peeing on my stuff. And it's like random stuff. And like, I'll go home, and I'll be like, oh, crap. Like I can see so smell, smell it. Yeah. yeah,
3: probably not a good smell. And it's like, and the fact that that smell overrides the other smells that I can only imagine tells, are coming out of your room tells you something. It's yeah. strong. Yeah, you're yeah. you're really going through it. I mean, it's so I'm
1: and then it's like, oh, where is it? Like, it, please don't be because I have some towels. on my have hardwood floors now, and the my dogs have not accustomed getting used to it yet. Mm-hmm. So I had to put like towels on my floor so I could jump on the couch on up the couch. Could also get a thing called a rug. <laughs> well, there's a thing. This, the, these are like War's favorite pee spots. So now I don't want to get a rug because like it, like now I'm just putting some towels down. And every day time I come in, one of them has pee on it.
3: Did you ask Nora to stop?
1: I've asked him to stop. Mm. Uh, he said no? He just looked at me and gave me a kitty middle finger. Okay. Told me to suck it. That happens. Um, I was like, I brought you here. He was like, screw you. I You took me away from my family. I'm like, well, then go back out the doggy door and run back to Southern Indiana, damn it. I mean,
3: <laughs> you not know, want. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. I know one of these days I'm just going <laughs> to see that cat back at the Southern Indiana studio, and I'll be like, "All right, Trevor had had enough." When I came home one day and he peed on like my
1: clothes, and then there was, and then he peed on my bed. That was like the day I was thinking, "Okay, we're going back in the car and go back." Like I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to come back in one, the next. Then you say your
3: mom likes him, so can't you just? No,
1: uh, no, now I can't do it. Yeah, because she's leave
3: leaving. can't like can't you just lock your door and be like you're not welcome in this part of the house anymore. The right wing is closed, pal. I,
1: but I wish I could, but the, but then the dogs don't. We get mad, and they don't want it because they like going in there and laying in there. Hmm. So yeah, now, now I can't get rid of him because now he sleeps with my mom. Like she was like so happy over the weekend. She's like, I woke up the other morning and Ward was on my sleeping on my chest. It was so adorable, and I'm like, crap. Uh, yeah. You've attached to him. Now I can't get rid of him without coming up with a good excuse of why he disappeared to. <laughs> Not that I've ever thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's been on your mind a little bit there, buddy. I've
3: never come up with those ideas. A text into the Thornton's text line, a texter, 502-414-1450, says, Oh, it was the GIF of uh, Trevor like, at when you all were at the Blind Squirrel. That's pretty cool.
1: Somebody made a GIF of me at the Blind Squirrel?
3: Yeah, and uh, they, actually, it's pretty cool GIF. It's, it looks like you're talking to a full crowded audience.
1: Well, it's called a GIF, first of all. It's
3: GIF. We <laughs> don't need to rehash long KRC arguments. Is that is you that, don't want to be on the right you don't want to be on the same status Roush, you know that. Is, that. is that
1: well it's the best argument you've had about it in our debate of GIF versus GIF. Yeah, that that might be up in the topics of IU and Kentucky scheduling that we're not allowed to talk about anymore. A <laughs> yeah, we don't don't need we're to not either. To bring that up. A yet. texter
3: says you got to give major props to Jack Harlow. He brings joy and happiness to a city with no sports teams to get joy from. He's the only thing this city has. Respect, Jack. Well, texter, I'm not sure if you know this, but the top golf did get approved, and we have- we're, we're getting a top golf baby. So we got that too. And plus, I don't know if you're
1: aware of this. You were talking about him being at a sporting event. That's, that's pretty big in this area. I know I what mean. the texture means. They're
3: referring to a sports team. I'm fine with Jack Louisville. Harlow. I feel like there are a bunch of haters with Jack Harlow. I, if you if his music's not for you, that's understandable. Yeah. You just probably don't like rap music for the most part. But he seemed, yeah, I don't know how you could dislike him for what he's done or hasn't done. He loves this city. He seems to care about the state. He raps about the state yep. from time to time. And he gives back to places in the city. So, I fine by me. I don't love all his thong- songs. I thought his Churchill Downs one was a little overrated. We talked about it on KRC this morning. We were hoping it had a little bit more bop to it. It was more kind of like a yet. whiny song. Well, Instead listen. of like, a, oh, I'm pumped up. The
1: thing is, I, and, and I, I agree with you 100%. Like, and, and I am in the boat where I'm not a big, like, it's nothing against Jack Harlow. I'm just not a fan of the Jim Rome syllable rap that is popular and he uses that kind of style. And it just doesn't do it for me. And so, but I don't, That's a side, I still like it. Not just because he's a Bell fan, because yeah, he's a villain who's, Bringing you know a spotlight to this town in a good way, hopefully you know, and that's that's a cool thing. Yeah, you got to you don't have to like his music. Listen, I don't, I'm not big into the Derby. I've talked about this, in, you know, in years past, including this last week, where you know I don't get into the Derby like a lot. I'm not a huge horse racing guy. I mean, but I enjoy the Derby because it brings a spotlight and hopefully a bright one and a good one on this city that I do love and, and enjoy and, and and big fan of the city of Louisville. So I mean, for that reasons, I I enjoy Derby. And, you know, you get to have all, you know the entire world watching this city and seeing what are the reasons why I'm here, hopefully. And Jack Harlow does the same thing. So for that, yeah, I, I support him.
3: Yeah, I feel like the city even during the pandemic to. and maybe even a little bit before it lost its juice didn't really feel the and again, pandemic probably the case in a lot of places, but kinda of felt like we were back this weekend. Yeah. And that and that was nice. That was cool being on the backside doing the radio show most of the last week and then just being around the city this weekend. You you felt like we're we're getting back to normal. Uh we need to take another break. Yep. Start the last hour. We're flying by today, baby. You're used to being done now though. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah. Two hours is so much better than three hours. No, fair. no, no. You know, not to tell people to tune out or anything like that. Because I actually do have Stop some fun. Listening right now. We've got text and we got fun stuff to get to. But yeah, you're right. I'm going into uncharted territory. This can be five hours of talking on radio on Big X Sports Radio today. I, I feel so bad for the people that just probably leave it on in their house so burglars don't come in and they're like, hey, "Got this guy again." Another three hours of him talking. There was something that just happened. Not just happened, but while we've been on radio, so like two hours ago, that really ticks me off, and there's been too much of a trend of it lately. I'm going to tell you what that is. Doesn't impact UK or UofL directly, but someday it probably will. And you know what? Maybe it already has impacted one of these two programs. I'll come back. I'll tell you what that is. We've got to read more text. We'll talk UK. We'll talk UofL. We'll talk Mike Rutherford. We'll talk it all. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on Big exports Radio. TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey will be back after this. I-
0: Pray the night Chicago die oh. Brother, what a night it really was Brother, what a thought it really was Glory be I heard my mom
3: Last hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on Big X Sports Radio. Remember Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 on your FM dial, 14.50 on the AM dial. There is local programming on basically all throughout the day. It starts at 7 a.m. with Kentucky Roll Call with your my myself, yours truly, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We get the Hoosier Report, Matt Dennison, Beers with Spears, Trevor, I know you're a huge fan of that show at Noon. Oh, yeah. I love, I love
1: me some beers of Spears. He talks, he talks the most baseball of anybody. It would be this show, but the Reds have, like, Mike's like basically said no Reds talk anymore. Even though there is a hot rumor that them winning two out of three this weekend might be why he's out today.
3: A little too much partying? A little celebration? Celebrating I mean, the the old Red Legs? <laughs> a lot of good stuff on Big X Sports Radio, so keep it tuned in all day. We got a little play-by-play coming up after us tonight, too. Yeah, you said we got to get out just a, a, a smidge early today. We, what we got the bats? Well, no, actually, the bats are off on Mondays. Okay, didn't you know, know that. Know, yeah, they they
1: they are Mondays off. I think they have one Monday game all year, but they're normally they're off. Uh, we got a little high school with Floyd Central at New Albany. Our man wow. Dennis. Yeah, it's the only one pulling double duty today.
3: Dennis you, and who, going who's going back and calling the game?
1: Going back, Conwell wow. Baseball.
3: Look at that. Look at the devotion from the big X-Sports radio team. Impressive stuff. Trevor, what's not impressive is going through the old song and dance of the transfer portal.
1: Uh, you, you, you like the transfer portal, right?
3: Love the transfer portal. Best thing to happen to college athletics in years. Three-point L- line? And people, really, probably so. I love the transfer portal. But gosh darn it, I want to say other things. Don't use the transfer portal just to go back to your own school. I'll even take it one step forward. You can do that. You can say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about the NBA draft. I'm thinking about the transfer portal. I'm thinking about coming back to my own school. I got to figure stuff out. And then if you decide, hey, I'm going back to my own school, so be it. What I don't like is what Anton Davis did. Mike Davis's kid. Yeah. One of the top scorers in college basketball. I think the top scorer in college basketball mm-hmm. last season. He, yeah. He, he, he might, I was played for one, Detroit Mercy. Yeah, Brad Calipari's former teammate, most famously known for that reason, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brad set him up for almost all those shots. Oh, absolutely. It was Brad yeah. getting double teamed like, like Seth Curry that opened him up.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like a few weeks ago, he said, I may go to Maryland. I may go to Kansas State, replace Nigel Pack. I may go to Georgetown. And I may come back and play for my dad again. I don't know. I don't know. And normally when people do that, it's like, well, you're not going back to the school that you just left. We know that. Why would you? But it's nice that you put them on there. You want to show that you're, one, good recognition. People always have to mention Detroit. Detroit. You may go back to Detroit when talking about the top score in college basketball. But then to actually go ahead and do it? I don't like it, Trevor. I don't like it. It feels like you're wasting everybody's time. You're doing another like commitment ceremony just to say that you're staying at the place you were. And Mike Rutherford hates this. I get it. We do it all the time. But you got to bring it back to the dating analogy. We always do, don't we? We do, yeah. Imagine being with your significant other and being like, this person's interested in me. And I'm interested in them. I'm going to go visit them. What happens on that visit, you're not going to know. I may leave you for them. I may come back to you, but I may leave you for them. We're gonna be on a break. with Ross. Will and then say. the person just has to be like, oh, "Okay, I hope you come back." And in this case, he did. But like, if I was if if I was at Kansas State or Georgetown or Maryland, I'd be like, "What the hell, dude?" Like all this for just for you to go back to the same school that you'd been at, so you can go nine and twenty six for your dad for one more final season. I mean, if you're if you're if you're pops, I mean. Shouldn't you be a little insulted as well? I mean, <laughs> I, and you
1: know, it's funny because it, it was like last week, earlier in the week, you know, because when Davis announced it, it was kind of, you know, I mean, as as we have gotten here at Louisville now, anytime anyone in the transport like, we got Kenny Payne, we're getting this kid now, right? I mean, it's a lock because Kenny Payne gets everyone. And when he came out, we're like, ooh, this could be enticing. You know, obviously Louisville needs, you know, at at that time, especially, nope, anything, uh, and desperately needs guards play as Ty Spalding point out, which is the the des- the the significance of a Tyrese Hunter getting him maybe. But oh, when yeah. but earlier in the week when I, I saw this, like he'd put his list down and you mentioned um and Detroit was on it. I'm, I remember th- seeing that going, how was Detroit on it? He just left like if you enter the portal,
3: it's like when a hometown recruit. I mean Amoni Bates considering Eastern Michigan. He's not going to go to Eastern Michigan, but he's doing them a favor. They have to print Eastern Michigan every time they do it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but but. Like Caleb Swanigan, Davis I think was Chicago, He's he's Chicago, left Illinois.
1: Like yeah, oh, the, I know. Yeah, that's this right. is why it's even worse for once the you, transfers. Once you enter the portal, you... I think the... And I know somebody's not doing any rules because they're sitting with a thumb up their butt this entire last two years while we're forcing rolls on Last two onto, years? well, yeah. Grown attached to their butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the... It's the like, human thumb It's like so... <laughs> that's what my mind was thinking, too. <laughs> that's, that's a, I've known you long
3: enough, that's sadly, That's buddy. a visual, man. I don't want... I need to get There's out bad of Bad influence.
1: Uh, but... Yeah, you, you shouldn't be able to return home, right? I mean, only only people should be able to go home
3: are Brian Brom and Jeff Brom. Like I said, if you want to say, if you want to tell reporters and just say, bring Brom home, bring Brom home. <laughs> if you want to tell reporters, listen, I got to figure out what I want to do. I may transfer, I may stay. That's fine. But to like make a list and then cut the list and then to cut it again and be like, here's my final options and I'll do you one better here. Because the exact same situation is going on with Adam Miller, who may or may not be a familiar name for Kentucky fans. He was at Illinois, almost transferred to UK with Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua. Ended up going to LSU instead. Got hurt very early in the season. I think he tore his ACL. Uh, really talented player. His one year at Illinois, I think he that was that team that was the number one seed. I think he averaged like nine points per game. Was really poised to have a big sophomore season, but got hurt. And now people don't really know where he's going to be coming back from injury. Supposedly should be 100%, but you never know with major injuries like that. He is at LSU. Will Wade fired, let go, all that stuff. They got a new head coach. He is down to two options. LSU or TCU. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even play last year, Trevor. If I'm LSU, no I joke. He, I joke and heard, Adam Miller already he he
1: committed, by the way, to stay at LSU. Did I read that? Maybe read that wrong somewhere. What's that? I thought I'd read early, like last week that he did to
3: committed to stay at LSU. Pretty sure he has not officially okay. decided. I may have they it. got a. Uh, Murray State transfer to commit to LSU. Well, it's like, I think, in, in like half the roster. brought back, yeah. Mostly. Yeah, they've had a couple guys say that they were going to enter the portal and come back, but again, they didn't make lists. They didn't do, like, decision day in a few days. And then especially in a situation where LSU, and again, I know schools, athletic programs, especially in the SEC, most of the time they're doing pretty fine. They took care of your ACL surgery and recovery and rehab for a year. And then now you're like, hey, I may come back to you, or I may go to TCU. It's TC freaking you, too. It's not even an upgrade. <laughs> hey, Jamie, not even for LSU I, basketball. I watched the
1: Jamie Dixon slander over here. I don't have anything I, against Jamie, lie, Dixon, Jamie Dixon, Dixon but Dixon, give me a break. At least I think she made the tournament last year. Well, I guess LSU did, too, as well. It really was. If I was LSU, yeah.
3: I'd say, like, Adam Miller, we love you uh okay we appreciate that we know that you've got to think things over you didn't commit to this head coach that is here now that being said best of luck at tcu see you later i'm curious you can keep your purple polos because it, it you're, you're staying purple <laughs> you keep the swag yeah you're <laughs> welcome take <tickets>. it <laughs> change the change the brands because the
1: rule is you get one free transfer right yeah and that's a whole other okay, can so, of worms that we don't really even
3: know the answer okay, to. so
1: if you enter the transfer portal but you stay home does that count as your one free
3: that's a great. Uh, no, that's a. That's, I mean, it that, should. But you know what? That's actually a fair question. I think the answer is no. But you're right. If you enter that portal, is that your one time? Is it yeah. like Narnia? If you go into that cabinet, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're in. You're in. I mean, there's no reason to just
1: enter it just to like you said, like what what Davis has done, and then the dating analogy. Which, I mean, honestly, I mean, like again, I'm sure his dad's happy to have him come back. But if you're up with his teammates, I mean, it's bad enough you had to deal with him gunning it the last three years on you. And now you be like I oh,
3: didn't like what was out there, huh, buddy? Yeah. Well,
1: nah, welcome yeah. back. I mean, it's kind of like the kid in Miami. You know, we talked about. You know, you, I'm sure you saw with with Wong down in Miami, where he's kind of like, listen, hey, you're giving a scrub more money than me, and then of course he claimed he gave like an like a, an excuse of, you know, this isn't what I meant. It was like a long version of I was hacked, pretty much, is what he gave as his return back to Miami. But yeah, if I'm these he made some thinking, you know what? I mean, not maybe
3: screw you, but I'd like to think dude, like his. I mean, his- his two guard was like, yeah, I had to think long and hard if I wanted to play for your dad next year, too. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, yeah, I would be, I mean, if you were a teammate, wouldn't you be a little insulted by it? I wouldn't. I, well, probably at the end of the day, would just worry about myself. But, yeah, I, I would, I'd think that I wouldn't love it either. Like, oh, okay. Just imagine if you were, like, the guy thinking you were getting all those shots. Yeah. And then he comes back and you're like, oh, man. I mean not to I man- wanted to shoot
1: not- 26 times a game. I mean not to mention if you're Mike Davis, I mean I mean IU fans will probably say he didn't do this well enough. Anyway, but I mean, you know your guys in the transfer portal, you're probably starting to recruit
3: to replace them, right? I mean, he's entered the portal, you should have no Some people suggest also that like in an Antone Davis situation that it's as simple as he never really wanted to transfer, just wanted more attention. Well, he just wanted to get some free vacation trips. Maybe. Is that what he just did? Just, I mean, just, <laughs> well, according to Jeff Goodman, though, for Davis, interesting enough, uh, he ha- he's going to remain and play it at Detroit. Uh, he was thinking also about BYU as well. I don't think I mentioned them earlier. But he agreed to a one-year nil agreement with a Chinese basketball manufacturer to produce custom glow balls. The basketball will feature custom logos and designs by Davis and his marketing team. The deal could be worth in excess of six figures. So he's staying Snowballs. at Detroit, and he's getting into business with a Chinese basketball manufacturer company called Globalls.
1: Sounds like something you see on the ACC
3: network, like infomercial. It's like something you see on, like, Nickelodeon, where it's like a bunch of dorky <laughs> kids, and it's like – no not spaghetti again <laughs> i'd rather play with glow ball
1: and then it's just like a bunch of just glow balls everywhere you've ever seen the one where the soccer ball you kick it and it swerves like um, <laughs> on its own. you thinking of a boomerang well no no this is an actual No, those two to No, <laughs> there's an actual soccer ball like i've seen the commercial for it's it, it like promotes if you kick it it'll like swerve like beckham for you like, well, let's just learn how to be a good soccer player and do it no, yourself. No reason to do that and when you can buy a ball that does
0: it for you. Well, anybody
3: that's been listening to me on radio long enough have heard me mention this one, but you always felt bad for the kid that had the Nerf football that was the flat end on it, where it was like you could throw it against the wall and play with yourself. Do you remember that one? You're talking about the... It was a Nerf ball, but instead of like, you know how football comes to a tip, yeah. it was just like flat. No, I don't remember the flat. And it was flat, so you could throw it like a normal football, and you'd throw it against the wall, and then it'd kind of like come back to you a little bit, so you could play catch with yourself. Like, was it designed for that? That's exactly why it was designed. That's the whole reason for the design of the flat. Because the normal Nerf ball would do that too in a way, right? Well, it would kind of bounce, you know, again, it'd be a tipped edge, so it'd bounce all wacky and funny. This one was, and it didn't work the way that it was supposed to, but theoretically, you just launch it against the wall and it was supposed to bounce and kind of come back towards you you always felt bad with kids playing with that one yeah remember the nerf ball had like the uh, the whistling thing on it oh yeah
1: you go to catch it and you just jam the hell out of
3: your finger because you caught it right on the plastic mm-hmm. and it kind of scare you too as it was like coming into the bread basket because it'd be like
0: Woo! <laughs> You're
3: like, is that a war siren or a, f- a nerf football
1: am i alone as a kid when i threw a nerf ball and i thought i was like man i, I could maybe play quarterback Didn't you get a real oh football it was the best and you realize you Suck completely. It was the best. <laughs> L
3: football used to sell these little. They maybe still do it, but these little rubber footballs that were certainly not regulation size, but they were probably yeah. slightly bigger than a Nerf ball. But they were rubber, and you could launch those bad boys eighty oh, yards. Oh man, you could great. just like. that's when we would play pickup football. We'd use those balls, and you could also even as like a twelve-year-old, you could catch it with one hand, so you'd feel like a, an awesome wide receiver doing a little sideline grab or something along those lines. Those were the good old days, a Texer. Oh, this is a KRC, texter. KRC text tag. Kirby says, Why does Terry's voice sound better on Cards Radio? Is it the show or is it the producer?
1: <laughs> I'm go- I'm Shots gonna, fired at Scoots.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you gotta say it's you that makes me sound oh, better. Of course
1: I'm gonna take credit for it, even though I know it's not true, but I'm still taking credit for it. Yeah, good. It was all, it's all me. Good, I love it. Scoots just sucks at his job.
3: Uh no, this is just a nicer well, studio. No, nicer studio, nicer equipment, better. <laughs> What are you saying about the equipment, the OG studios, buddy? I love the OG
1: studio, but yeah. if there's a
3: reason, I sound a little bit better
1: today. I mean, it's brighter in here, that's for sure, compared to that studio. The other studio, has got like one light on, and it, it's like right above you. Looks like you're being like interrogated. It's in not, a, not even he's not even exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> not, <laughs> but it's got it's got history to it.
3: It's haunted. Yeah, it is. My Martha Grossman, I believe. I talked with Jack a lot last weekend. By the way, <laughs> good old talk, Jack Grossman. Yeah. Yes, he says you all still talk from time to time. Occasionally, yeah. I
1: still see him on uh, when I uh, he's he's still in the video game mode of his life, which as am I. The difference being me being like twenty five years older. Uh, but I'll go on there sometimes and I'll see him playing some MLB. I don't want to. He kicks my butt in those games. I, I tried playing him one time online in like a basketball game. He gave you showed you. Oh business. man, yeah. he made like what about know. Red Dead? Well, I don't think he does that one. I still play that, though. You get, get him, him on yet. Red Dead. I need to do that, yeah. you'll, you'll teach him a lesson or two. played. I played him in the on an NBA like a few years ago, and he just completely humiliated me.
3: Texter says, crazy. Trevor, would you be more into Oaks or Derby if you made this bet with me? And it was a $50 win place bet on race one. They had the two. Did it win? I don't know what day it was. I think yeah, it's he- Derby Day, but... I'm assuming this text is
1: just like uh, using this as a way to brag about winning a big bet or something. I think
3: that's what it, I think that's exactly
1: what's going on. I here. mean, of course I'm listen, I enjoy I I enjoy derby not as much oaks, but I do enjoy derby for the gambling aspect of things, but then again, you know, I'm kind of a gamble-holic a little bit. I mean, I ha- I do have a problem with it. You know, I, I tried to call one eight hundred quit it, but I lost a bet and couldn't remember the number. So I just Boo.
0: <laughs> I
1: get booed already. <laughs> it took two hours and twenty minutes for a bet joke. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I just, yeah, I, I but I, I don't get into Derby as much. Like I'm the guy that bets on you know, the name and the, the gray horse and that kind of crap. Actually, my best and my best winning on Derby Day was just following the the picks of that the hockey player guy on NBC. That was picking. Well, I forget his name. Barry Melrose? No, no, <laughs> no. It's the guy that played with Messi, I think his name. He had a Russian name. Oh, okay, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd... He did well, and I, I just kind of, I, I would pick my horse, and then when he gave his picks before the race, I would just copy him, and I went like two. I, I won a couple races
3: because of that, because of him. But not Barry
1: Melrose. No, it wasn't Barry Melrose. But if it had been Barry Melrose. I'd have just put more money on it. Okay, Barry Melrose. I mean, you, a mullet would not lie to me. Had to make sure Barry Melrose is still alive. He is. Barry Melrose. Mo- <laughs> he is. He's still alive, I'm pretty sure. Another texter
3: says, Tre- Oh, this is a good one. Trevor, do you have a litter box? I also thought you were calling it Laura for like four minutes. Nora. 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 Wora.
1: No, it's Wara. It's like he- up to the name. Okay. Nora. Wara. You named it. No, his name is spelled the same way as the basketball player. Overrated. No, it's because he would. We would see him one day, and he'd disappear the next. So I named him more, because that's how his career kind of went. That is kind of true. <laughs> so I named him I mean, Wara. I true about the cat, but also the player. I do have a litter box. I don't change it. That's my mom's job. because all the cats are hers, except for one, technically. I brought, there's four cats, and I'm only responsible for one of them.
3: So... Of course, you know the story. You've, you don't you know pick the, up the litter boxes. No. You don't pick up the poo outside. Well, first You'd, of all, why would I pick up the poo outside? You don't... Pick, a, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, you know where I stand on dog yeah. poop. Um, Do you pick up? You pick up poop? That's Well, he eats them. <laughs> so I would slightly be convinced question, that I would are, have never had you. to <laughs> fed this dog. Self sufficient, <laughs> self sustaining dog since day one. But I pick them up not as much as I would like because I still catch them sniffing around a turd here or there. But. I'll pick them up just so he can't eat them anymore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I don't know. But I, I don't do it as much as I should. I don't, know if I I, do I don't think you not. should have been raked over the coals the way that you were.
1: Well, people act like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's nature. It goes back into the ground. I mean, if anything, you think oh, my grass should be greener because of it. It's good fertilizer. Yeah, yet it's not because they also pee in the backyard, so there's like the spots there. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, I'm like that. Plus, you know, like I said, you just mow over it. And it take, It's like mulching it.
3: How many litter boxes do you need? Do you need, if you have two cats, do you need two litter boxes? No,
1: just one litter box.
3: And you all have four cats? hmm And one litter box is okay for four cats?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially since Warp pretty much decides to pee on my stuff anyway, so I mean.
3: You start I feel playing, like I can smell, I mean, as an appraiser, I go into a bunch of houses. Yes, you do. I feel like I can smell your house. <laughs> I can smell your house.
1: Four cats, one litter box? I could, I could like, cologne it, like, put it in, like,
3: a bottle, like, Kramer with the beach. Oh, we've had some people at the Big X Studio that have gone a little heavy on the on the, uh, on the axe spray. Yeah. That's that's. Oh, Scoots! I've had to talk to Scoots about it a time or two. Yeah,
1: well, there's been times. Yeah, we don't do it anymore. Scoots walk in, I can almost taste it. Like the scene in oh, yeah. Step Brothers where they fart, and I'm like, onion. Yeah. By the By the way, that's another one. I had I had some ice cream on Saturday, so yesterday was kind of rough in the in the Kelsey household. Great. I don't know if you learned. I've I become lactose intolerant. Since I left KRC. I'm a little toast intolerant. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm upset about it because I love ice cream so much, but it's now gotten to me where and you and you, and you and I know you were shocked by this at one point too in KRC. And I don't know if I told this on Russword show, but. You know, I loved like a big glass of chocolate milk like every night. Yes, like I would. We have a rejoin
3: about that. Yeah, I would get like a giant. Can you ever just do anything and not make it the unhealthy version of the thing? Like milk, not good enough for Trevor. Got to get the chocolate.
1: And I loved it. And now I have to. I had to cut that out too, because if I do drink too much dairy or have too much ice cream, then I mean it's some of the smelliest, loudest you I've ever had in my life. As a result, and that was kind of yesterday. Yeah, we got to get away from that talk. That's good stuff. I was wondering if
3: you were going to bring that into something not disgusting, but no, here we are. Uh, Another texter says, Since you're doing the U of L show, say something nice about U of L. There you go. Yeah, please. Hmm. What's something jokingly sarcastic and mean? They still sell beer. Well, gosh, don't even get me started (laughs) on that. And. I have. don't want I don't want Deputy Doofus or Blankenspanker to come attacking me or anything like that. We talked actually <laughs> we last a, weekend
1: on the backside of Churchill. Do down. A great job of advertising in the stands for Adidas. We're not <laughs> trying to
3: cover anything up, Blankenspanker. UK running back Chris Rodriguez got uh, charged with DUI and reckless driving. Talked about it this morning on KRC Manchin. Trevor, but. Don't break the law when you're breaking the law. No taillights on derby I night mean, and you're driving around after you've been drinking? I'm Idiotic. Not, I'm not, I am not. I don't want to advocate anyone
1: trying to like drink with even a buzz, because buzz driving is drunk driving.
3: Sure, know? and while we're lucky nothing serious happens exactly. with Chris Rodriguez, how many times is that not the story? And he the, he deserves some punishment. And, he, and, he, and, I, and I think, you know, from what I've read
1: about it, I, I think it's you know something that it's a it's an inner inner squad punishment. You know, to make them run some laps. To make them wash like the jock straps or something for a week. I don't know. I mean, you know, something in house that should be fine. But
3: isn't that the the U of L assistant coaches from Oregon's job? The equipment manager guy
1: washing the jock straps. Or
3: something. That's what U of L put on the press release. <laughs> <Did> He's <it? laughs> also in charge of equipment at Oregon. Yeah, it's kind of a job. Uh I, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, could you just leave that part out? Like, I was there for 13 years. I did a lot of stuff. You don't have to put out that I laid out the jerseys like, and the sneakers.
1: You know, fancy way of saying laundry guy. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? I'm a customer service representative. Oh, you work in retail. <laughs> yeah. I'm a smoothie chef. Yeah, I'm a, exactly. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chef. Where? McDonald's. <laughs> so, but, I, yeah, I thought, I mean, the only thing maybe dumber than maybe trying to, to, to drive with a few beers in you He's doing it on Derby weekend when there's like 20 more cops to every one person out there, even if you are in Lexington. And like you said, no taillights. Hopefully, you know, it wasn't. I guess he was maybe, I don't know if he was swerving or anything, but the taillights probably just got him pulled over. They probably smelled the alcohol a little bit. Yeah, and
3: he refused a breathalyzer. And it, again, very lucky nothing serious came out of this. With the season being, with it being May and the season being four months uh, away, three and a half months away, however long it is, I don't think you need to suspend them a game. I wouldn't. I would say at worst probably a half. There's a lot you can make this kid do. Not a kid even. He's, you know, he's too old to be doing that stupid That's stuff. True. And it, you know, it, it it happens but it's still never okay. If it happened during the season, I would say maybe sure. don't
1: start him for a quarter or something. No, nah, a game or, then. I think you're But like even when you've got game. 4 months,
3: should you yeah. really be pun- punishing somebody in September for a mistake they made in May, Mitch isn't gonna assuming eat. that they were a good sport and did what they needed to do over the course of the last four months. Mitch isn't going to use this to like, still like, is the reasoning that's, for behind that. That's, that's where I was bringing it around yeah. to U of L serves alcohol. They always have, they always profited from them. Growing up, U of L games were a fun social event and still are, but they get it right. They sell alcohol. UK is idiotic with their poor person prohibition. <clears throat> Because if you're rich, is, Trevor, yeah. you get to drink. It's no issue if you're rich. If you're not, that it's really idiotic. But I've heard that I've heard UK fans bring that up. Like, I wonder if this will, I wonder if this will make Mitch worry about that. That would be the same equivalent of somebody getting a speeding ticket on the way home from Kroger Field and saying, hey, "Well, we can't have cars parked in the parking lot of the game." <laughs> yeah, camp. really. Right? Like one plus one equals two. In this instance, Chris Rodriguez having a derby or celebrating at a derby party and not having headlight or flat or taillights, that doesn't mean that people can't drink responsibly at a UK football game. It's a horrible, horrible comparison. And Mitch Barnhart is still totally wrong for not serving alcohol. So that's something nice about U Another nice thing about U and I've talked about it to anybody that will listen. I love I I love the Kenny Payne hire. It doesn't have me shaking in my boots as a UK fan. Oh, maybe true. that'll come, and you get DJ Wagner, and then maybe I am shaking my boots at that point. But he's still eventually going to have to coach. I think it's fun seeing the U of L fan base be able to exhale collectively. Cause it seemed like you all were all about ready to kill each other for a little bit there. Yeah, and so did, it's nice to see that like I think the rivalry's starting to come back a little bit. UK's fan base they're going through some stuff. U of L's fan base finally starting to pick its head up. We may finally get back to how fun it was in 2012-20. someday. Maybe someday sooner. Certainly it seems sooner than it did three years ago.
1: I mean one positive is you know U of L hasn't lost to UK and in, in since since you know the, the original George Bush administration. Well, so, you got to stop being chicken to play us. I mean you, I think you avoided us. That's what I'm going with. But I did like, you know, the, the one positive thing is because there are some people that have been on the fence about Kenny Payne, you know, and obviously we still have to have the question mark of, can he, you know, will he be able to coach when it's all said and done? You know, we have, we still don't know that really. Um, but I do like the fact that he has hit the, the ground running with the recruiting because that's the one thing, you know, he doesn't do this to where you bring in, you know, a, a, Hatfield, a Huntley Hatfield who, you know, obviously didn't blow the doors off at Tennessee, but was, you know, a reclassified kid who was a five-star, you know, potential kid. You have Reese coming in from LSU. You mentioned them and losing all their players and recruits. You've got uh, – you kept, you know, Lands who is a four-star. And, uh, and, and as Ty mentioned, and I want to get your thoughts maybe on him too, is, you know, you got Imani Bates coming in, whether, you know, it's – you know, he will be anywhere near the potential that he thought he was going to be or, or he's, you know, he's more close to what he saw at Memphis, which is a role player at best. It's still a big name. Like at least with that, like you have the the ones that were kind of anti pain originally or, or still want to be, you know, can he do this? You've at least got the recruiting already right off the bat. You've got big recruits coming in. Obviously Wagner's the, the 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 holy grail of it all. But you at least have that right off the bat. Now let's see if he can coach. And see what he's going to do when it comes to X's and O's. because
3: Well said. And literally everything, the X's and O's, everybody's just going to have to be patient on. Yeah. And anybody's guess is as good as anybody else's guess. Nobody and knows. time will tell. And honestly, if Mark Stoops was any indication, head coaches do grow on the job. Mark that's Stoops, good point. in-game coaching, was a nightmare early in his career. Absolutely. And you saw the Florida games with the lack of uh, people on the field. You, you, that that's That was an issue. And that was stuff he kind of had, and not that he's – Beyond making a mistake like that, it happens from time to time. But it was happening a lot early in that. It takes some time to coach to figure out how to be the head coach, even if you've been in the game for decades and decades like Kenny Payne has. But what you said about recruiting, I totally agree with, and it defeats Mike Rutherford, whose show this is. is, I'm doing his radio show. His biggest criticism of Kenny Payne is, was so silly for the exact same reason, or a very similar reason to what you said. Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. I'll tell you what that is. We'll keep reading the Thornton's text line. We got plenty more to get through on today's show. But there was the 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 Kenny the Kenny Payne hire. Regardless how it works out come the season, it was a no brainer at the time. We'll tell you why it is and where Mike was wrong. When we return, this is the Mike Rutherford Show on Big Exports Radio with TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey.
0: You use try.
3: Welcome back. One final segment, the Mike Rutherford Show, hosted by TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey today on your Monday. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Text into the Thorntons text line. We love Thorntons. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. Save money each and every time you go to the pump. You'll be happy you did. Gas prices these days. Who couldn't save a few cents on each and every gallon? It adds up. There's a Thorntons on every corner. Nick Roush says the cheapest gas is always in the south end factually untrue but he says the Thornton's there you can't beat the prices we'll take him for his word Thornton's is great we love him you will as well do we have a knows bit how of... to find a deal with Nick Roush <laughs> it's great it's great comment and totally totally true uh we do have a little bit of breaking news we'll I'll get to the Mike Rutherford thing here in a moment but the NCAA has released the D1 board of directors issues name image and likeness guidance to schools
1: so like what rules They have released some rules. I mean, the only rule we had at this point was you can't use it to recruit, right?
3: This is interesting, Trevor. Well, yes. You can't use it. What what it was was, hey, listen, if somebody can profit off their name, image, and likeness, if a company comes up to Will Levis and says, hey, we want to put your t-shirt, your picture on a shirt, and we're going to pay you for it, then they could do it. If... Toyota Oxmoor wanted to go to Malik Cunningham, but didn't he get a car dealership something for somebody? I
1: know, I know Curry does,
3: yeah. Well, let's say Oxmoor Toyota goes to some athlete and they say, hey, we want you to represent our brand and we'll pay you for it. And Simile says, that's cool. We're all for that. What, this, what they released today... But as long as they were signed. Like, they couldn't do it to a kid
1: that wasn't... Uns- was, correct. I mean, it had, had to be... original, yeah.
3: And you couldn't, and the school couldn't say, hey, we've got a friend at Oxmoor Toyota. If you yeah. commit to us, we're going to get you something special. I mean, we all know they were doing it. but I mean, Absolutely. I mean, Everybody on. was doing it. Yeah. Everybody was of course doing they it. Were. Now, some was probably a little bit more brazen than others yeah. and not trying to hide it. Here's what the Insable said today. Specifically, the guidance defines as boosters... Any third-party entity that promotes an athletic program, assists with recruiting, or assists with providing benefits to recruits, enrolled student-athletes, or their family members. The definition could include collectives set up to funnel name, image, and likeness money to prospective student-athletes or enrolled student-athletes who might be considering transferring the guidance is effective immediately so, for violations that occurred prior to May 9, 2022. The board directed the enforcement staff to review the facts of each individual case, but to pursue those actions only as they're cle- clearly contrary to the published interim policy. So basically what the NCAA is saying is, if you've been doing this collective stuff and we're going to catch you, you may get in trouble before May 9th. Yeah. If we find out that you're doing it after May 9th, you will get in trouble. It's not a may or may not about it. We understand that there was some gray area before. We can look at those individually. Anything after today, which is May 9th, they're coming after folks, Trevor. That are that are both a tampering.
1: Nick Saban and Louisville, Tyree Harrell. I want to throw that. You out. got
3: a quick crown about the tampering stuff. Uh, he was tampering. UofL steals recruits all the time. Generally, it's from like Georgia Southern, but you okay all okay. steal recruits all the time. That's different. Because it's the team you like, I get it. No, it's, it's just not a good look to it's be like
1: it's Because we, we, we suck and we need to get good. Yeah, Alabama doesn't need to need to steal anybody. They're already good. I mean, they, why do they need to steal players? And that's I know. And, and real honestly, us that our tampering situation isn't what brought this up. It was the Lincoln Riley and Jordan Addison thing, and and really the Pittsburgh stuff is what really is kind of like waiting to play. Like, go okay, okay, we'll pay attention. Just quit, quit whining. Um, I think I know there was rumors of them going back retroly, like even before like nil became a thing, or like with the beginning of nil. In terms of the tampering, they're not going to actually do that, right? I mean, they don't barely punish their own like current situations, let well going back retroactively.
3: They are saying that they may. They said the most serious actions that clearly violate previously published interim policy could have eligibility implications. In layman's terms. So they're saying, again, they're they're being kind of generous and saying, hey, before May 9th, we get it. We had some rules. We thought they were pretty clear. But I, <laughs> we're gonna. if you broke some of these rules, we'll see what happens. I, it sounds like they're going to basically say, if you broke rules before May 9th, we're going to let it slide unless it was just totally egregious. I don't know. How's the
1: wording like? Okay, let's but after let's... May
3: 9th, I think they're going to start trying to cracking down on this stuff, okay, Trevor. Let's see we're
1: bleaching giggles. okay, DJ Wagner's coming into a, a visit at Louisville. Like, obviously, you, again, you can't use the nil, and you can't basically use that supposedly for recruiting tactics. But is it out of line to say, you know, so our players have a standing contract with this guy? I mean... Yes, that that is a breaking a rule.
3: According to so this.
1: you're not even allowed to like tell, what if, can you put it on social media and say I, I can't tell you what our kids are getting deals with no I don't think you can go even to do Twitter that and look I mean I
3: I think that goes again what I, I think what the NCAA is saying today with this, this announcement is hey you guys took this and ran further than we thought you were gonna run with this oh well, damn first but of the all, hey that's their
1: stupidity for not realizing that by the way have I you think. ever
3: had a girlfriend before amazingly yeah. Have you ever gotten fast food with them and then you get back and a bunch of the fries are gone?
1: More often it's me eating her fries, but yeah.
3: Okay, similar. you're on. You, <laughs> I said you could have a couple. You had, you had, you had 15 of them. Yeah. The NCAA like, wait, no, we said that you could profit off name, image, and likeness. We didn't say that you could set up shell corporations for money laundering into student athletes. We didn't say all that. I mean, I, I, here's the <laughs> thing, though. Genie out of the bottle, NCAA, good luck. I mean, and that. agents and agents and schools have come out and been like, "Good luck."
1: Oh, and Miami, if anything, is this they could call this the Miami rule again because they're the ones.
3: That Miami, A and M, and Tennessee and are USC are the big things. four that yeah. I think would probably that the NCAA would say, "Hey, we're not saying we're punishing people before May 9th. We'll be generous, but if you were really egregious, we may come after you." I would if that was those four schools. I would think that I'm probably okay, but I'd probably be slightly nervous. But this is the NCAA basically shooting a couple flares and saying, We're still here. We're this isn't the wild, wild west just just yet. The thing is, what are you gonna what are you gonna do, NCAA? I mean I love how they're
1: going acting like they're surprised. Like the day nil became a thing, I, this was inevitably happening. I mean there was no no one in their right mind didn't know this was going to happen. I mean you, you, if you want to know,
3: how, knew it was gonna. It was gonna be. It was gonna become just anarchy in, in a way. You want to know if you what you want to do? If you, if the NCAA really wants to stop this, if a company has any owner or part of their board, if there's any booster involved with a the company, they can't sponsor the program that they're boostering. Okay, they can't do nil deals. So let's say let's say Papa John's is back in the pizza game and they, Papa John's donates a ton of, or he did donate a ton of money to L and UK. I still think maybe he donates. something would say more to like the Lynn family, maybe at this point, the who Lynn family, because they don't, they, I mean, yeah, that that's fine. Whatever, whatever. Sure. Let's good from a L standpoint. Uh, you could go with them, but it, since they are boosters to the university, they can't have any nil deals with any L Athletics players. That way the nil deal, so like let's again say Salsaritas, who does not donate to the University of Louisville, they could sign a nil deal with Malik Cunningham and that be fair game. Because what's happening is you're getting these boosters that are saying, one, either creating collectives or these shell companies that are saying, the purpose of this company is going to be to pay student-athletes. That's our business. Yeah, And the one Kentucky did was kind of cute. It's a long story, but I'll try to be quick about it. The one Kentucky did was like, yeah, you're getting a bunch of these collectives that are just paying money to kids. We are the middleman. We businesses are coming to us, and student athletes are coming to us, and we're mixing and matching the best fits for what they're selling. Basically being like, we think Oscar would be great at selling or advertising for... Salsaritas, because I'm running out of examples. Yeah. And Salsaritas says, okay, yeah, we'll take Oscar. That's fine with us. And then the collective UK says, see, it's just we're doing the right matches. I bet what UK's really doing is the right matches for dollar signs. Oh, you're offering this much, but you want somebody that's really charismatic and energetic for your advertising? Got just the person for you. Will Levis, come on in, buddy. Just so happens to be the star quarterback and maybe a number one pick. So UK, they tried to disguise their a little bit as like, and, again, this isn't the University of Kentucky. These are the collectives that are trying to help UK athletics. No association to the university. No association. Of course, they're going to say all that. According to the NCAA, even that would be incredibly frowned upon. This is going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not. The NCAA is trying to flex what little tiny baby muscles it has and it doesn't seem to be coming from a position of power if we're shooting each other straight and it's us see what it's been over a year almost a year now
1: so when, when did no when did no going effect uh, officially it's been about a year it's been it's like, a little over a year yeah seems, or i guess about a year yeah and about it's, a year and then somebody of course acted like they didn't see it coming i mean i again as soon as it passed i knew exactly what was gonna I mean it was inevitable this was going to be a, a a you know a, a a cluster bleep of just money going everywhere and i remember the first day it happened i think i was you were out on krc and i was filling up with roush and i was like today mark it down the U part three here it comes i mean this is where it starts the thing is though like and, and the thing, but here like and, you, and it's inevitable because listen i get where you want to you you want to turn around and me and russi have had this debate where they are going oh well these kids are getting paid for their name and likeness no no disrespect but Sydney Curry's getting paid, God knows how much, in a free car to stay here. I haven't seen this based on a billboard yet, and I don't think I don't think one person's going to the dealership that hired him because and go I want a car because Curry's in your commercial. None of these kids are even in commercials or anywhere, anywhere. I mean, I'll see occasional Planet Fitness with Malik on it, but other than that, I mean, we've got we've got dozens of kids getting you know advertising deals, and yet they're not being. It's like when the mob gives you a job at the recycling bin. You know, you're getting clocked in. You're getting shown for 40 hours, but you've never been there in your life, and that's because this it, it has become just a recruiting tool. Yeah,
3: and you knew that was going to happen. And the thing is, I, I don't know how you're going to stop it because no. you could you could say all this stuff, and you could say, "Hey, this is the way we're going to do it. Money will just flow under tables eventually." Yeah. Similar to what it was doing now which, you know, UofL did get in trouble with with the Brian Bowen situation. Yeah. That, that's why I just think we just need to come to a reality that college sports has forever been changed. And I don't think you even need to try to hide it anymore. It's a whole different animal. Well, I, the Nils aren't. Miami being a prime example. They're just out on Twitter going, hey, we're offering you money. Come and on. I think that's I mean. eventually what it's going to go to. Because how are you going to say, no, 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 you can make money. you got to do it the right way with NIL well, this person over here likes the way I play my sport and they want to give me $100,000, and you're saying just because it's not the, the right way to do it, I can't have that money? And the NCAA would say yes. And they would say, well, bleep you. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking this money and there's nothing you're going to do about it. We'll find a way to, we'll find a way to sneak it around to make it happen. Um, good luck, NCAA. But they, they kind of puffed their chest out and said, we know a lot of stuff's going on and we still have control here. No, you don't. No, you do not. All right, I got to bring up the Kenny Payne take just briefly. The reason I know the reason why I really liked that hire, and I disagreed with Mike, is everything you said that instantly recruiting was going to get fans excited, mm-hmm. and. This idea that it takes a long time in college basketball to build up a program, if you're a good program, absolutely not. You no, should be competitive within the year, really. And then you should be back to program standards within two years at a minimum. So not football. It was football is football not as is long different. as people think, but it's it's longer. Yes. But it's still not like you need five years to do it. No, you probably need three, really. Three to get things like where people can get excited about or show some promise. So Mike's big slant on the Kenny Payne, John Calipari coaching tree was so ridiculous because Kenny Payne was going to do something that almost realistically, that who Yuval was going to get, you weren't going to get Bruce Pearl, you weren't going to get Brad Stevens, you weren't going to get some of these other names that were thrown around out there. I think Musselman could have been a possibility. Maybe, but it'd be
1: tough. Going the back-to-back Elite Eights didn't
3: I happen, really think Kenny Payne was the only realistic option who was going to come in and get the fan base to exhale. Calm down, I agree, yeah. get great recruits in, and you're right. Will the co- will, and, and you know what? Mike can take his shot back in March and say, listen, I was concerned about the coaching tree, and it kind of turned out that he didn't really know what he was doing coaching. I don't care about that. That's stuff you'll figure out in time. You needed to get somebody in that was going to bring in some players, get a shot in the arm. And if Tyrese Hunter picks U of L, Final Four is on the table. I wouldn't say that you'd be one of the top five Vegas favorites to make it or anything like that. But, hell yeah, Final Four would be on the table. I mean, See, St. I, Peter's was a game away from the Final Four. True. The L team that they'd be putting true. together with the roster they'd have, and you add Hunter to the fold, again, one of the favorites for the Final Four? No. A team that could win four games in March? Hell yes. I, mean, you, I you, believe that. You can kind
1: of say that. It's if I say that, I, I come off like a butt slapper is your favorite terms? But if you get Hunter, I mean, it's a game changer. I, I think it is, it is, and it's something you need Louisville one does, or two other players. Desperate maybe. need because that allows you to move Ellis over, maybe to the two, or even if anything, use him as more of a backup one to to Hunter. But yeah, in Hunter, you know, I, I like Hunter. I like him enough to where I picked Iowa State in my lead eight this year. Came close. They got Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's impressive. I um, thought they stunk. I, I mean, I just liked I like defensive teams, and I like the other the, the back team with a good backcourt. I thought it was a good matchup. Good the idea. point is, is that you know. I don't know if I'd say elite eight. Like you bring in Hunter and I guess I would. You can throw in Bates there. I mean, because there is it is a you know high low risk high reward with Bates. I think, but you get Hunter. I don't. I wouldn't go final four is my perspective. But I'm thinking at least second round. That's where I put my ceiling at this point. And I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, I know. Yeah, Rutherford is kind of surprised when I said. Yeah, this team. I mean, you get the right amount of recruiting. Maybe paying a better X and O coach than we know of. We don't have anything to put it against, so we, you know, that's it's all mystery. This team could be a, you know, a competitor in his first year and one year turnaround. And know that sounds crazy, but I mean, it's we've seen it before. I mean, you saw you know Cal dude at UK,
3: yeah, coming off you know just bringing in talent, and, and that was even before the portal, and uh, yeah, and thing, I mean even before nil, where it, the big program should be able to sell something we, that some seen, other smaller schools can't. I
1: mean, for bleeps and giggles, we just saw TJ Uga, whatever his name is, at Iowa State. They went when they had a two-win team. He just went to the lead, Sweet Sixteen with them. I mean, almost the same roster. So yeah, I think it's. It's definitely feasible to think this team could win right away. Yeah, definitely uh, needs Tyrese Hunter though. That's a big
3: piece. A texture on the Thornton text line says "Justice for Trevor's mom." What? <laughs> Why? My mom's spoiled. Justice, justice. <laughs> a texture says Trevor probably talking about Ed Old Cheek, the former Chicago Blackhawk goalkeeper on the horses. And then there's a picture of uh, four guys golfing, drinking beers. Looks like a good time. Who is Ed? Is Ed O'Cheek in there? Who is Ed O'Cheek, the Blackhawks goalie? I wouldn't know that. That's I don't get the reference. But Texter says Big Blue Drew here, making my afternoon here in the boys reunited on Big X. In oh, honor, Drew. I'll share the Trevor Tries It activity that I'd personally like to see most lighting a cigarette in various environments with an industrial fan blowing and a convertible, rainstorm, maybe even on a roller coaster. Oh, with well. a functional bic lighter. I don't like I don't I don't think the big guy lets us down.
1: No, because Drew, especially if I'm allowed to be wearing a shirt, I've, I know how to go under my shirt and light a cigarette in, in a windy situation. Been there, done <laughs> He's that. He's been there, Big Blue Drew. Oh, yeah. This is, come on. You,
3: you pick up over 25 years, you pick up a trick or two. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. We've got to run. Send your well wishes to Mike Rutherford. He certainly is not feeling well. Hopefully, he's feeling better enough to come in tomorrow. Get you all back to your regular scheduled programming of U of L athletics. But Trevor was fun. Reunion show flew by. three Ralph hours in a blink? Show up. Am yeah, on dad duty.
1: Dad, he's not dead.
3: <laughs> I took three hours out of the office working today to Duke's do this. Like, right. I'll have to make this up. Duke won't even remember. He's like three now. Yeah. You could have brought him in with him. He could have probably had some better takes than Scoots. Yeah, why, why didn't Scoots, Scoots come didn't in? didn't even respond. Yeah, where is
1: Scoots He Didn't even respond. Was well,
3: he working at the hotel today? Probably so. But really, this Hiding was a bridge. lot of fun. I know that you all don't generally listen to Uval Sports Talk Radio to hear uh, a UK goober tell you what's what, but... Good time. I've I've really respected what Mike has turned this show into in a really short amount of time. You all are great uh, listeners. Happy to come in and talk some sports with you. I'll be back on Big X at 7 a.m. If you're into that sort of thing on your way into the office, <laughs> Trevor's giggling because he's like, not mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not my gonna, sort of thing. I was
1: also thinking of our one of our favorite lines we used to <laughs> use, the Entourage line. So is that something you'd be interested in?
3: Is that something you'd be interested <laughs> in? Everybody have a great day. Thanks again. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker and Trevor Kelsey. We'll see you on Tuesday.